At Mountain Dew, we'd like to remind you that the world as we know it would not exist without the number zero. Which is why, at Mountain Dew, we'd like to recognize the number zero for making Mountain Dew Zero Sugar possible. Even with no sugar, it packs all of the bold citrus kick Dew Nation knows and loves. It's so good, you have no reason not to try it. As in zero. Get it? Crack open an ice-cold Mountain Dew Zero Sugar. It's zero sugar. All do. This is WWE Hall of Famer, The Think, Howard Finkel, and you're listening to the Nerd Coalition. Welcome to No Gimmicks Needed. Yes! 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 If you can survive, if I let you. You have to be the man! You gotta beat the man! Woo! The kids do big that sucker. Do I have everybody's attention now? Yeah, here you see it, punk. Welcome back to the No Gimmicks Needed Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. A and E, and my co-host, uh, not Dion Sanders, but Prime Time. What's going on, y'all? It's me, the P R I M E. All right, probably. First of all, I hope once again you're doing good this WrestleMania, odd WrestleMania weekend. But more importantly, I hope you're staying in the house. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Of course. I have to say, just stay in the house because urban youths out here is crazy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So uh, I'm like, man, ain't, ain't, ain't nothing I want outside no more. Uh, but so we did two kind of podcasts this week. We did a, a, Wrestle, a special WrestleMania kind. I may ask you some questions from the WrestleMania podcast. Okay. You know, All right. To talk because I kind of want your opinion on certain things, and uh, okay. but this podcast is going to be our standard no gimmicks needed wrestling podcast. Uh, hope you guys enjoy our WrestleMania 36 reviews that we got up part night one and night two. So they were they, they were something special. I will tell you that, and uh, and, and like I said, so. We are going to be here. We're going to talk about that for a little bit. We got to talk about some of the other things that's not WrestleMania related, such as the Dark Side of the Ring episode of the Life and Crimes of New Jack, and uh, IGN talks about wrestling video games and a couple of W Network specials that's coming on also. Yeah, uh, I, I want to talk about as well. So before we do all that, we got to make sure we pay the bills. Give love to SpacesPhilly.com. Spaces Philly, the production company we are a part of. And you can find all their great content over there in their podcasts, such as Lulu and Pop, Lulu and Pop Horror Show, Both Sides, and, of course, the Mark and Dark Show. And also, you can find their coalition stuff over there as well, the No Gimmicks Needed Wrestling Podcast, Turntable, Semi-Culture and Beyond, Nerd Gas from Talk Podcast, and uh, Drunk Thoughts, Sober Tongues, and also Ballers Down Sports Podcast as well. We actually do like a little WrestleMania thing over there for Ballers Downs also. So, WrestleMania has been infused all this weekend. Listen to us on all your podcast apps such as Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and also on YouTube Premium. We got the little clips up there on YouTube, so make sure you guys check them out as well. So, first of all, you know, what a weekend we had. I got to ask you first, so I want to get your thoughts on the wild and crazy things from that Firefly Funhouse because we did our part two review and we reviewed it, but you didn't get a chance to see it. So you just basically hear what we said. So now you were about to go see it. I'm like, well, what better place to put it on the podcast to get your opinion? And where do you think this goes in the future? 
think this is opening up to being Bray Wyatt's kind of signature match in a sense, like how maybe the Inferno was Kane's match, if you want to put it like that, or the Bear to Life Undertaker's match, if you know he probably lost more of them than he won. Well, exactly, you know? yeah. Or maybe the casket match then, not the, not the Bear to Life, the casket match. He lost more of them too. Well, I All the matches that, that they said the Undertaker is specialty. Casket, Bury Alive, and Hell in a Cell, he lost more of them than he won. <laughs> well, I felt like, I just I just seen like three or four matches, so I felt like he won more. <laughs> he uh, two-stole, Shawn Michaels, and the, oh, whatever, man, here we go. Look, All right, anyways. He lost uh, that casket match, remember? I know, but he still two-stole them in the casket. That uh, was just crazy. Uh... But no, yeah, it was very crazy, very ridiculous. I like, I like this, uh, this era that we in because it's bringing it back to more of the, I don't want to say the corny stuff, but like the more like stuff that it's okay to be like cheesy. Yeah, well, like, I mean, was in the, was in the, the 90s. Jim Cornette, I'm well, liking this. Well, yeah, well, yeah. Well. I'm saying like, was in the, like the early 90s, they have promos and they'll be cheesy, but it'll still be cool because it's just something that's out of the normal, you know? Uh-huh. Then we got to the Attitude Era. It wasn't more cheesy. It was just more like outside of like outside of the box type of stuff. But it wasn't cheesy. It was just like just you know do whatever. Then they got to the like 2000s. They didn't really do that much stuff like at all when it comes to outside of the ring stuff or outside of the box type of stuff. They yeah. didn't really do that much stuff. But I'm gonna say now since the resurgence of the Matt Hardy stuff, I think that's when they started to say, "Oh, people actually like this type of." cheesiness or this type of stuff in wrestling and they easing it trying to ease it back in I feel like I got you so obviously we had we, we had a long montage going through Cena's career uh yeah you gotta let me know some of your favorite parts uh I like <laughs> I like Bray Wyatt teasing Cena saying you can look but you can't touch <laughs> oh yeah that was actually <laughs> I forgot all about that um Bray I like funny. <laughs> I like him coming out with uh, the, coming out as NWO Hogan doing too sweet yeah of course of course I like the ruthless aggression part because I mean he got the fist behind him it was only the fist I was, I was like what okay yep yeah, it, 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 it took it out of storage the uh the, the rapping the thug and number scene it was okay but um he, he was it seemed like he was just trying to joke Make a joke at Bray Wyatt was just like straight facing him the whole time. I feel like. Well, no, okay. The point of that. Remember when in two thousand two, two thousand three, when Cena was a heel, right? Yeah. He he was doing all the right. Like every time Cena talked back in those days, it was a it was a rap. And at the time, I people <laughs> thought I the, the rap was corny. Because it, it made it funny because he was straight facing up and like, the kids was like, ew, every time he said <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like, it's just like, he was playing them like, like we, we was playing Cena because at that time, when he was rapping, it was just like, no, nah, man, Cena, he, he whack. But then when he became a face and he started, I guess, taking it seriously, I guess, like that, they, and then the album came out, I was like, yo, he tight, but see, so... I forgot what he said. You, you're like a slut from chaos or something, and you can hear one girl. Ew! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, was, uh, no. See, that was also <clears throat> my bad. Uh-huh. Those are my favorite parts. Oh uh, yeah, the ridiculous, the ridiculous parts, basically everywhere. Yeah, every day I would say that. Like I said, the fiend came up and beat Cena with the man of McClaw and Mister Rogers Bray Wyatt counted the three. So, 
I thought that was awesome. Is there anything you didn't like about it? Um, not for the most part, everything was cool. I didn't really like well the the cult leader braid was cool, but I I I could have did without it. Like it wouldn't have made no difference to me if it was in or out. I thought it was the only thing, even though it was cool. But that part just wouldn't have made no difference for me as like how the match went or the. Thing. Yeah, I mean it was a pitfall. So you, you, you had a match. So the question is now, uh, like I'm sitting here thinking, like, because first of all, Vince, I don't think is a huge fan of this kind of production, and I think Matt Hardy did bring him onto it. And like I said, I think now his hand was forced, and only certain kind of ca- because see this today. If this was a a a thing that Vince liked. Let's be real. Matt Hardy wants to be with WWE right now. I don't think it's that simple. No, I, I mean, well, it's not that simple, but also it's like, okay, remember when the ultimate deletion with him and Bray Wyatt happened? Yeah. And they didn't give it a fair chance. And it, it, what, what I mean by that is, number one, that match was, we thought it was going to be at WrestleMania. Yeah. But then it ended up being on Raw. So, with that being said, it's like, okay, now we got commercials in the middle of this shit. And then even with that being said, it was like, okay, he goes into the Lego reincarnation and he comes out as the same. But like, they didn't take it to the level that they can take it. You know what I'm saying? Because I felt like Vince, he got it, but he don't, he still, I don't even think he still fully gets it now. Because, like I said, it's supposed to be overly cheesy. Yeah, and well, Vince probably think that that sucks. Yeah, well, see, the overly cheesy things that, uh, thing is, is that um, well, in my uh, so in, in, in my opinion, I, I think it's a a thing where it, like the fans, it's like I I think like when I was listening to some people tonight, it's like some people want to like it, but then they feel that they'll be casterized if they do like something this crazy. The whole purpose of this kind of stuff is to be outrageously over the top because the people it's like you can't down what they did here and say anything Broken Man Hardy did his compound was legit this man sucked poison mist from Rosemary's mouth in his mouth and pushed and sped it back at her and she had Maxwell in her arms as she stole his be- like come on the shit Matt Hardy was doing remember when Matt Hardy got struck by lightning Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> with the Christmas oh, man. like that was yeah. some outrage so that but it has to be like that and that's why the whole Wait, one of the, I could have sworn one of them he, he uh somebody got in the volcano and like launched out of volcano I yes crazy Steve <laughs> from from, from uh, <laughs> that was Tattoo Apocalypto the deletion, uh, decay, decay, yeah, 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 decay. But that, that that's when they had the tag team apocalypto match, and that that's what would made it great. So this is this was right up the alley. I don't think my son got it too much, but I do have a sketch here, and I want to get her opinion real quick on because I just I made her watch the. She didn't really see too much of WrestleMania, but I did make her see the Boneyard match. I didn't make her see the marathon. I don't talk about Dipsy. I'm talking about Edge and Orton. <laughs> and and, uh, and she's seen the, uh, the Firefly Funhouse. So, Lady Sketch, if you could real quick, give us your, your your honest opinion 
of the Firefly of, of, of the mind fuck you saw tonight? Uh, first I was just like, I'm intrigued, but confused. And I was like, okay, well, let's see where we go, where it's going. Honestly, I don't know what to make of it. It, mm. it was just, it was so, it was weird, but it was like, it did grab your attention. But then for all of that to happen, then there to be essentially no match. It was just. Well, they did have a pinfall, did you? You know what? Yeah. But you know what I mean. Uh huh. It was weird. <laughs> I I didn't completely hate it, but I didn't completely love it either. Is there things that kind of confuse you that you need help explaining to you? No, I didn't. None of the things were. None of it was like confusing like I didn't know what was happening mm. but it still was just like what the hell is <laughs> like what is going on mm-hmm. what did you expect the match kind of to be like or would you have liked it better if it was Bray versus Cena in a regular one on one match no like if we had the crowd there and I don't want to see that again but oh excuse me mm. I don't know what I expected. I kind of expected like what happened in the beginning mm-hmm. to happen, but I didn't expect everything else to happen. Mm-hmm. Like you know, you expect some flashing lights and he appears and it's like you know, let me in and all that jazz. But I don't know what was going going on this time. Somebody was smoking some stuff. Like I, just, I don't know. I see. I see. I, I like this thing is going to be. This is one of the things, kind of like the the, the Boneyard match, and like the stuff that Matt Hardy does and Lucha Underground does. It's like you either with it or you not with it at all. Mm-hmm. It's that there really almost is no in between. If you're into the broken match stuff, if you're into like uh, my boy my boy Rob that I do uh, the balls downs with, he's not familiar with anything broken Matt Hardy. He's not familiar with Lucha Underground. He's not familiar with TNA. So he's not familiar with the cinematic style segments that they shoot. So this is all new to him. So that that will be... But this is somebody, you know, who've watched WWE and watched WCW, but once again fell out of it because, you know, it sucks. So, but when you, when you see stuff like this, you're kind of wondering, like, huh? And you probably think back to the point, like, damn, how much did I miss in wrestling of some underlying things that they were... Like talking about type thing. So, but uh, I thought like I want to see like Bray right now is the only character that can pull this kind of stuff off. So I don't know how much off the- such good shit that I love that line. <laughs> Yo, I loved it. That I first of all that dumb even using it. Like I said, Vince had to really. Just be like, Bray, do what you got to do. Yeah. Because the whole match, he's basically almost making fun and burying John Cena. He's making the John Cena idea. Yeah, he he's making John Cena look stupid. Like he is revealing. He that's why he said, "Hey, this match is really against you." And uh, like I like 
and, and, and I, I like I just like the subtle his like they actually took time and went through history and played this whole thing out. And like I said, it could have been inside a haunted house. I could have you could have seen the fiend battle scene of just like AJ battle Undertaker in the Boneyard match, but then it would be like it would have been too much the same. I think you. I think because some people were saying that you know, I heard people saying the Boneyard match they ain't like that because it wasn't crazy enough. I'm like, well, hold on, man, you ain't give us, you ain't, you ain't give us so much with, with a Christian man dealing with a graveyard. All right, <laughs> AJ ain't gonna go, but but so deep. But I said, but for what it was, I I thought it was great. I thought it was great and unique. So I I'm really curious to see what the future holds. You know, with this, and I, I was curious to see, you know, somebody who you like, because I remember you was the one that kind of brought me into the broken match stuff. Really? If I could, because I, I remember you was telling me about, yo, did you see something with Matt Hardy's such such and such? I said, what are you talking about? And he said, you, you got to see it because it's something about the theme song and everything. And I watched. I was like, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> And, and, I, and, then, and then when they, they had the whole storyline on YouTube, I was just like, yeah, they uploaded the whole thing. Yeah, I watched from when Big Money Matt came into TNA, and I watched him entire. <laughs> oh my god! And transfer himself into Broken Matt Hardy, and how everything just played out, and then watched the final deletion between him and Jeff, and that uh, ultimate deletion. Taxi Apocalypto, uh, all that's all that stuff I enjoy, and I and that's, this is going up there with it. It's going up there with it. Yeah, yeah. So we're still in season two of Dark Side of the Ring. Episode three came on this past Tuesday. So the first two episodes was obviously Benoit Part One and Part Two, and they are not done with us just yet. Because next week is the cool down episode. We're getting the brawl for all. We just want to see Jim Cornette and uh, and uh, Vince Russo just talk shit to each other. But this week... That was on uh, that was on first season. When they had the Montreal school job. Exactly. Like, but, but, he but, was but, like, <laughs> when Vince Russo dies, I don't care if I'm 90 years old. My wife has instructions to go to his grave and piss on his grave. And yeah. I will save that piss. I was like, bro, what? Exactly. He said, man... <laughs> He said that, or he and she got instructions. If I die, he he's going to find a way to piss on that man grave. It's going to happen. But episode three was called "The Life and Crimes of New Jack." So what do you talk about life a little bit? So so when we talk about New Jack, New Jack, I've met New Jack once in my life, and he scared the fuck out of me then. Cause New Jack was at a house of hardcore. Uh, he was at a um, what is it? Uh, 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 Icons of Wrestling. It's kind of like a mini wrestling comic con with yeah. all the ECW. Yeah, also that they, they come in Philly. They have it in twenty three hundred arena because then that night Tommy Dreamer does a house of hardcore show. So New Jack was in there, and uh, Quattro, who's part of their coalition, was just like. I want. I gotta get my hoodie signed by New Jack, and I was just like, "Go right ahead." But so I walked over to his table, right? But, but before I even got to the table, he side eyes me all the way to I get to his table and walk past it. Un, 
comfortable. I felt as though like I'm about to get shanked. And I was about to say, you know, I ain't want to take no picture with New Jack. I ain't want to shake that nigga head. Excuse, excuse me. I ain't want to shake that man head. I, man, I got, got, I'll be out here cursing. I do apologize. So it, it, it was, it was, a, it, what were you going to say? I'll, I'll wait till you finish. I'll just say I had a similar story with somebody else. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that later. Yeah, I'll just say, so it, it was just like, man, you know what? Any any kind of comments that got to do with it, he only charged, what, 10 I think $10, $15? And then uh, Quado ended up digging his autograph. I ain't asked him, you know, how how, how it went. But I was just like, yo, man, the quicker I get away from New Jack, the quicker I feel, like, safe. And Yeah, y'all never know. He's taking a picture. You might you end up saying calling him New Jack some exactly. John or something. What you call me? Shank. Exactly, man. Like, I, I ain't trying. Yeah, I ain't trying to do do none of that stuff like that because he always beat the charges. <laughs> beat him. Yeah, always, always. So they were talking about New Jack, and he, obviously, that New Jack was a big ECW and Smoky Mountain wrestling uh, thing. So I did find some new things. They did talk about New Jack's uh, childhood. He had a fucked up childhood. He did, yeah. He yeah. had. He said his dad uh, stabbed his mom about five times because because yeah. <laughs> and then he said one day as she was, she said, "I'm done with this," and she was taking him away. He shot her in the back of the leg. He said, "This mm. is what I grew with." He said, "You wonder why I start the fuck out sometimes." I'm like, "Well, kind of explains it." So they talked about uh, him. I just want to talk about uh, Jim Cornette for, for a second, all right? Uh-huh. He, well, where Smoky Mountain, uh, Smoky Mountain Wrestling at in Tennessee, right? Or, yeah, I believe so, yeah. So uh, basically, you know, back then it was all, you know, like white people, right? Uh-huh. He sees this black dude and he says, hey, he's going to be the biggest bad guy of my company because, you know, he looks like he's a hood. So I'm going to play a black gangster in Tennessee. Ooh, you asked for shit. So was that not like <laughs> I don't want to say he's like racist or whatever. Like you just see this dude, you're like, yeah, he gonna be the biggest bad guy because he yeah, looks like, like he from the hood. Stereotypical. That's the racist yeah, stereotypical yeah. answer. So uh, Cornette does that, and uh, him and Mustafa Shai, Mustafa, who uh, are the tag team called the Gangsters, and, the so, and then. <laughs> Jim Cornette goes out there and says, he tells them, look, your job is to piss off white people. <laughs> piss them off. And they were talking... two lines that, was, that I thought was hilarious. I ain't gonna lie. Ooh, ooh. And those lines were... One of them, he was like, uh, oh my God. It was like, um, well, OJ, that's two less people we got to worry about in this world. Oh, yeah. Something like that he said. <laughs> It, the other one he relied. He just, he just, he just held up a cracker and ate it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. He said no because uh, it, it, when they were talking to talking to New Jack today, he was just like, so the Rodney King be, uh riots happened and OJ just killed everybody in L.A. So he, uh, we um, we're going to piss people off. So Basavo Shahi was just doing weird uh noise and stuff like that. Yeah, he he yeah, never. Yeah, Talk to New Jack. First of all, there, there was things that he, he rumors of him used to smoke pencil shavings. Oh, that's just nasty. That, that's just like, like this man was through. I did not know D'Lo Brown was part of the gangsters until this interview. I didn't know he. I knew he was with New Jack for something. I thought that was an ECW. 
Yeah. Okay. I didn't know D'Lo Brown was part of that. I, I really didn't. I just thought D'Lo Brown did the nation stuff. It did, you know, <clears throat> other stuff when he came back. And I didn't know he was with the gangsters. But um, he pissed him off. You know, he, he talked about... Right here. He talked about OJ, you know, taking out two people. There's two more. We got eleven. He he got away with it. He said, "You think we so chicken eating, cotton eating some, some Negroes?" <laughs> and then the NAACP uh, was getting on them. He says, "I heard some people down there at the NAACP. <coughs> I don't like the way we talking." And then he, he called them monkeys. And then Jim Cornette, they said we had to put on our screen that the thoughts of the gangsters did not reflect the thoughts of Smokey about wrestling, and I was like, "Yo, they are extreme guys." And then the whole recreating of the Ricky Bob, uh, the, the Ricky Morton beating for Rocky, oh yes, that joke is the Rodney King joke. Oh, and Jim Cornette was like, God. Ricky Morton said, look at the front, like, please help me, and they was beating the shit out. He said, so we ran outside, and then. The, the cops out there, so we had to hide behind the cops to get in the car, and, you know, because those white folks was bad. He said, so, they called them the N-word. Like, he said, you're in the South. They, they, like, and look, Prime, I am from the South. You know, my whole family's from the South. So, I know, and you are in the South. That that mm-hmm. that thing is a, that word is just free down there. Yeah, yeah, free, 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 free. You know what I'm saying? That word is like, you know what I'm saying? Because up here, they be like, nigger. And, and everybody be like, oh! down there, they be like, nigger. They be like, all right, go about your day. <laughs> <So that's, laughs> yeah, they don't even, they don't even uh, register that, he, that nobody said it. Exactly. He's like, what? Is this every day? Ain't that what they call? You know what I'm So uh, he said he ain't never got used to it. So he said, so since their popularity grew, and he was a good talker, you can't take that away from him. New Jack was a good talker. He They got the call. To join ECW, so then and they was offering him a lot of money. He said, "So ECW uh, opened their doors, and then, then we talked to the Sandman, and then Tommy Dreamer, and all and then all the people that was there in ECW." And so New Jack, you know, found a home there. Then uh, how he had the hardcore style and leaping off the balconies and everything like that because that, that stuff is crazy. You know, the uh, a, a New Jack match. <laughs> I swear, man. Those matches was like, well, because as soon as they play, was it the Natural Born Killers? So they were Ice Cube and all that, and they blast that song the whole time. He called it with the trash can, throw the weapons in, <laughs> throw, just, throw just, everything in the ring. Exactly, just start beating the shit out of anybody. So then we get to our first case, our first incident, which was the mass transit incident. <laughs> so they talk about, and, and then it. They they talked a little. Uh, right, this dude, this dude, uh, little tiny. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I know he was still around. They they, they talked to this dude, and then because he he was there, he used to wrestle with the big guy. I forgot what the guy's what's the guy's name. His name was Eric Claus Clausé Clausé. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Who used to wrestle with Eric Clausés, and then uh, they used to wrestle bitches. So they needed uh, Vic Grimes was dealing with some family issues so he couldn't wrestle that night so this guy comes in there lies about his age saying he was 21 years old but he was really a 17 year old minor and then Paulie was looking for somebody to do, do the match so he comes to New Jack and tells him he wants to flip this man over the table he, he, he wants to backdrop to the table flip over the road something. he said whoa no the most disrespectful thing you can do is come and tell a vet what you're going to do 
I mean, I mean, I don't think he was trying to tell him. I think he would just, you know, when he work on a, he probably work on the independent shows and they probably just work out the match with each other. Wow. But New Jack said, nah, you don't tell me what we going to do. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess he took it as telling him what to do instead of saying, like, what do you want to do? Yeah, so then Eric wanted to show some color, but he didn't know how to blade it. So, he asked New Jack to blade him. And he said, oh, don't <laughs> like, worry. At this point, I was pissed. Yeah, he said, at this point, we talking, I'm pissed off now. And he said, no, I'll cut you. He said, I didn't want to kill him, but I wanted him to be close to death. His All his stories later that we, we see all start with the same thing. It's he was like, well, I just got done doing some cocaine. You know what I mean? That's what he said. Every, every, every time an incident happened, that's what he said. Oh, cocaine. So, uh, <laughs> so uh, as he go out for the match, he said, yo, we talked to Divine. And we said, yo, we're going to take you out the ring. You ain't going to take no hits. So they, they knocked Divine outside. The, I was I was like, man, I'm mad they can't interview Divine because he still works with WWE. But uh, not even outside the ring, and then they go and beat this guy's ass. And I mean, him and Mustafa say he he Mustafa does a scoop slam like lands him on his head, and then so New Jack he he said it comes time for the blading, and you see him digging, and then this little the first time I ain't getting nothing. <laughs> yeah, and then he said then he just slanked him across, and then he said the blood was just dripping from his head, and then he does that. People don't understand that elbow drop from with the steel chair on his boy head from the top. That was still crazy. And then, so, uh, and by the way, they knocked Tiny and the other the other little guy that he was working with. He didn't care about them at all. So he still he's giving the finger from the ring, trying to indicate that he's okay, but he's not. And then his dad was just like, "He's just a fucking child." So he tries to get to the back to go. Get that new jack, and then he calls them the N word and everything, which brings me to one of my favorite parts of the story. When he said, when he's in court, right? He said, "Ain't but one old black guy who dozing off." He said, "Yo, bro, you my my rock, my saving grace. I need you to stay away from this." And like six white women, and then he says, "Pause up there." He says, "Did Mister's uh, classes? What, what did he call a new jack?" He says. Uh, he called New Jack the N word. He says, uh, "For the court, can you say it?" He he said, "Paul Meals is like New Jack. I'm sorry." He called him a nigger, and then he said, "So why I said it, the black joy, the old guy, he stood up like what?" And all the <laughs> and all, all the all the white one was like, oh. <laughs> "So the the thing went into his favor, and the and then the case got dropped." Yeah, yeah. And, and it was very uh, unfortunate like you said Eric passed away and his parents did not want to come and uh, relive that he was he had complications with a uh, gastric bypass surgery and um, yeah but then they said that his um, they said like the top of his head like was like he lost like what he, he lost something in the front of his head he did yes. I forgot what they said some nerves and he, it took him 50 yeah. stitches to close them back up so, uh, and then once again, you know, New Jack got away with it, but he said, but kind of tiny, he said, look, I'm on your side when it came to this case, but he said, I want to work in WWE. And he said, I don't know who New Jack talked to. And yeah, I, <laughs> seriously. And then he said, but next thing I know, I was with WWE when a segment with Triple H, Shane, and Stephanie, impersonating The Rock, and I was just like, what? <laughs> this is what? Yeah, I, I don't know how he got that to go. I don't know what New Jack did. Exactly. So, but you know, I think that was probably his one and only WWE job. So, 
Uh, then we go to the next ex- incident, which is your boy Vic Grimes. Well, you know, I got down doing some cocaine. I was like, let's yeah. go have a match. He said, yo, <laughs> yo, the, the cocaine, yo, the, the after dark stories, man, and I'm cocaine, him and Sam, man, gonna get cocaine, and the boy trying to get fake cocaine. That shit was hilarious. Uh, so, we know the, the Rick Grimes story. So, he says, so, we, it's 2000, we had the pay-per-view. Remember, EC had the first pay-per-view, Anarchy Rules? Mm-hmm. And he says, so, me and Vic Grimes, and the Dino Brown said at the beginning, he said, New Jack will work with you, but I'm just saying, but if you don't want, if y'all go over it and, and, and you check it out New Jack, he gonna hurt you. So, he said that we up there, and he said, Jack, I can't do it. He like, no, fuck this, you you doing this. And he <laughs> says, you too? <laughs> he said, no, I can't do it. He said, he said, no, we going. So, he pulls him off the balcony. He's supposed to both drop to the balcony. He flips off the balcony, and he lands right on New Jack's head. Mm-hmm. And they yeah. show it, and he says, and it was supposed to go through the table too, but they missed exactly. And then he said he broke his skull, brain ju- matter juice that was flowing through his nose and his mouth. He lost; he's blind in one eye. He has insomnia and has a headache every day. Yeah, that ain't he still a- decided to wrestle after that. Exactly. I'm like, no, damn what he said. And he, it's been, it's been over a year, and he didn't check on me not one time. And I do I don't understand. know if you know the full story. Oh, okay, what's the full story? Was... Vic Grimes was going around saying that he hurt New Jack on purpose. Oh, see, see, you, you fucked up. Yeah, he was like, yeah, I hurt New Jack. He was like, he, and he ended up to the hospital. He didn't call him or nothing. He was just like, yeah, y'all see me? I hurt New Jack. So that was kind of. See, <laughs> Whatever happened to him, that was kind of his fault. Why would he even agree to a match with him again? Is it, <laughs> bro, I'm about to say he fucked up. So then they had a match. Uh, it was ECW in the in 2004. It was a scaffold match. And like, who, whoever, <laughs> whoever came up with that match wanted somebody to die. That's all I was saying. Exactly. They, they wanted to. This would be one of them. I see Tommy Dreamer in that kind of match before, and they fall right into all the tables, and the tables break their fall. But, uh, man, I'm telling you. So he says, I knew I was having this match. I want that more about Taser. And he said, so, and they show him using the Taser. And he, yeah, because he said he was. He wasn't supposed to have it in the match, but he snuck it on there anyway. Exactly. And he's like, you know, see, the new guy just likes, like to sneak stuff in his pocket. Exactly. You know, matches. He was tasing him. He was just like, Jack, Jack, I can't feel my legs. He said, You ain't going to need them. Bombs away. Tosses Vic Grimes off the scaffold, and Vic Grimes like he lands on the ropes. Like his left ass cheek is what saved him from going to the floor. Yeah, they said all the thing he got was like a dislocated ankle. Dislocated ankle was the only injury that man got. And New Jack, he tried to kill him and all that. I was like, oh my god. And in the in, in the interview, he he is saying, "I tried to kill that man." I try to aim for the turnbuckle post or the floor. And I'm like, and Vic Grimes is a big dude. Mm-hmm. So he better be lucky that he ain't hit the floor or nothing. But <clears throat> he, um, <clears throat> up there with New Jack. Like I said, New Jack didn't give a fuck. Yeah, he ain't care. Mm. Now we at another incident. Where there's this other wrestling promotion, the guy who's a soulful singer. He said there's this old guy that's like seventy something years old, 
Yeah, Gypsy yeah, Joe was old. <laughs> G- G- Gypsy Joe. Uh, who got this gimmick where he don't sell nothing. Don't sell no young boys stuff or anything like that. He said he, he he's impervious to pain. He don't feel none of it. New Jack said, all right. You don't feel nothing. You don't feel nothing, huh? So he wasn't selling any of New Jack's offense. New Jack grabs his baseball bat. I think it's like a steel bat wrapped in barbed wire. Well, no, that's not even the first. That's not even the first move that he did. Because I, I, yeah. I watched the whole match before this came out. Because uh, I wanted to see if they was gonna talk about this stuff. Okay. And like he, so New Jack throws like a work punch, and yeah. Gypsy Joe doesn't sell it. He's hit so for real. Like uh, Gypsy Joe hits him in the face for real, and he say, "All right, we gonna, I'm gonna try to work with you a couple more times." And he did something. He, I don't know if he kicked him for real or he punched him in the stomach or something. When you just said, all right, forget this. Pick him up, body stand him over the ring to, to where his back like hits the corner of the edge. Mm. <laughs> and then, so I was like, oh, this man is an old man. So I don't know what he did. I, I think uh, New Jack said that the crowd was chanting the N-word. So he said he kept getting madder and madder. So he, <laughs> for some reason, it was a chain hanging on the uh, on the, the ring post. He put that chain on and just start hitting him with it. Yeah, well, and then here comes the baseballs. You can tell the baseball. Yeah, and then he grabs he grabs his baseball bat that's wrapped in barbed wire, and he's <laughs> just long. banging this thing on this man's head like legit. His head is getting caught in his hair and everything, and he, and then and then they keep chanting <laughs> the, the wire word. just came completely off, so it's now just a bat. Exactly, and then he goes into the audience, starts choking the shit out Gypsy Joe and everything, and then to the point where. The uh, well, no, the, the cops don't come, don't, don't come until the next time. They're, yeah, the uh, promoter uh, came yeah. out and stopped it. Yeah, <laughs> New Jack is the only person that can get DQ'd and a no DQ match. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, like well, you he were interested. Then we got another thing where he's against this other guy. What, what was the white guy's name? <clears throat> uh, I forgot. Was it Randy? Uh, mm. I don't forget. So he says, look. New Jack said that he says, "Well, look, New Jack, I want to go do this." He said, "No, no, we go talk in the back and talk about doing our match." He said, "No, I'll tell you right." Here. He said, "No, we go talk in the back." So he goes to the back, and then New New, New Jack's going over things with him. And he's like, "Nah, whatever, okay, fine," and he walks out. And New Jack says, "Did, did y'all send him?" All right, <clears throat> fine. Well, you know, he just got done doing some cocaine. You know what I mean? Yeah, he says, "I was high motherfucker." So. <laughs> but no, nah, I mean, I, this is a story I heard about mm. the guy. He didn't know any moves. Like he, mm. he didn't know mm. what to do. Exactly. So New Jack was like, "Hey, well, I mean, we can do this or we can do that." So he said, "I had about and, a scaffold about that long. They tied to uh, the Wolverine claw that was yeah, the, 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 that was missing a on the Wolverine blade. claw. First of all, <laughs> what? Yeah, but what? This is your pocket. And so as you see the match, the guy is like throwing real punches at New Jack. Yeah, because he didn't know how to work. Is that, and then he tried to grip him up, and, he, and then New Jack like, whoa, 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 whoa! You, you, you say you try to, you try to, you try to big me. So New Jack grabs. You see him in his pocket. He grabs out the knife and he starts stabbing this guy in the head. Yep. yep. And the guy rolls outside the ring, and then they, they have to stab him some more. Exactly, and then you know, and keep kicking his head down. And the cops say that you know, there's an African American man stabbing this white guy, so the cops came. In there, loaded. and then they said the cops got, got it right. He said, "Why do you hate white people?" And the guy was like, "I thought that was very unnecessary." <laughs> and then um, he goes to jail, and then but the guy comes yeah, back and says, the cops, "The cops said that he stabbed him like how many times?" The cops said, "Fifteen. Like and he or said 
No, I said them nine times. I counted. And then so he says, look, I want to drop the charges. We can turn this into an angle. Such and such is going to going to find and look for New Jack. And then he says, all right, but you got to drop, drop, drop them charges first. He drops the charges. He ain't see that guy ever again. Isn't that, is that legal though? Like, can you do that? What drop charges? I mean, I, of course, I, of course, I know the deals you can have, but like, can this man just not find New Jack anymore? Like, I'm sure New Jack has been in TNA and all that since then. Like, can he just not look for New Jack now? Or uh, what? He probably like, not even in, he probably not even the wrestling game no more. To be honest with you. And w- <laughs> once you get dropped the charges, you can't be tried. You can't be you can't be tried twice for the same for, for, for the same thing. Once you drop it, you gonna bring it back. No, you already dropped it, so it's done. Ain't nothing he can do about it now. So, uh, that pretty much summed up New Jack. He just said, if you're making a movie about your life, how to be, he said, I'll be in a wheelchair snorting cocaine at the last scene of the movie. Throwing up middle fingers. Throwing up middle fingers, fuck you bitches. So then, that was, Dark Side of the I was like, my God, New Jack. Then they had a new, they had an after dark with, uh, your homeboy. Tommy Dreamer and the, the lifeless guy. I forgot what his name is. No, no, I'm talking about the host. Yeah, the guy. That guy yeah. is so lifeless to me. Maybe it was because the first episode. I only seen the one with uh, Ben Wobble, but I ain't see this episode. But okay, he was so, so lifeless. He, he had Sandman and uh, Mustafa Shahid on there first. Tommy okay. Dreamer was going to join later, and then New Jack was going to join last. Okay. And New Jack actually did show up. So <laughs> Sandman was talking about the you know the times you know he met New Jack because he's the first one to go out there introduce him and how you know how real he is and Mustafa Shahi said he's like is there a difference between New Jack and Jerome Young and he said well Jerome Young is going to care about his kids I was like he got kids <laughs> he, he's married yeah New Jack is married with kids I seen a picture I was like the first the first day I saw I was like he, he got to be married to a white woman right and of course <laughs> I seen the picture of him in the boat bed with his woman I was like yeah oh my Poor lady, leave when you can. Because uh, <laughs> that, that that man is crazy. Uh, but he's but but she protected them. Uh, <laughs> so the, they he asked the question uh, t- uh, to Mustafa Shahid and Sandman, and he said, "Did they? Did y'all have a team of writers, or the new to say someone his own?" They gut laughed when he said that. Did New Jack have a team of writers? A team of writers, writers though. Really, writers? Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, right for New Jack? Yeah, alright. So, then, of course, Tommy Dreamer, the heart and soul of ECW, comes on. And I'm telling you, Tommy Dreamer defends any ECW alumni ever. Yeah, of course. Of course he does. He was on there talking about some people talking about Jack could wrestle. Me and Jack had a match with, with uh, it was me and somebody versus the gangsters, and me and Jack was in there, and they showed footage of it of doing uh, headlocks and arm drags and everything. And then he was just like, "Tommy, hit me with a weapon. I'm kind of I'm blowing up here." But he said, "But that's what ECW was about. We had the wrestling, then we had the hardcore thing, and there was an incident where New Jack did something too violent. Then the police came in there, had their guns drawn, and I stepped to the forefront, and all these ECW guys stood in front." Other police officers with guns, all standing there defending for New Jack. I'm like Tommy every time, every time. Tommy Dreamer, they, they, they can't do no wrong. They can't. Now if he was in ECW, I mean, <laughs> it's, 
Tommy, every time he, he can talk good about ECW, he does it. So exactly. So that was. Oh, then he got New Jack on there, and he, he, he talked for a little bit, and then basically he said, "I know I hurt some people, but you know, they don't care though. They be all right." That's what he said. Yeah, yeah. So that was that New Jack Dark Side of the Ring episode. What you think? I thought it was. Uh... New Jack, it was basically New Jack. It was how you expect New Jack to be. That's how I felt it was. Yes, I mean, like I said, I did learn more about the Smoky Mountain wrestling stuff. I didn't know about you know Gypsy Joe and or or the other guy that he stabbed nine times, but I knew about the mass transition. I knew about the Vic Grimes stuff. That's all the ECW and the other popular yeah, stuff. But I still but, feel like they, I, I feel like they missed something. I still feel like it was something else that New Jack did. I can't remember though. It probably was. I mean, look at this for it. Probably was. I mean, I kind of wish they. But New Jack's probably not this person. You know, he was sitting there drinking his vodka and orange juice. Was not the kind of guy to like get into his personal life. Cause I was. I didn't know he was married, had kids. Well, he probably didn't know either. He probably was just on cocaine. You know yeah, what I mean? No. Exactly. I mean, they say he was trained by Ray Kane. I was like, but you know, where did your wrestling inspiration come from? What made you want to be a wrestler? Who did you look up to? You know, what I'm saying because you know, nobody from NWA was a wrestler. Yeah, I don't know. He, I don't know. So, I know he, he, I know he can do some moves and he can wrestle sometimes, but like when you only focus on the weapons and stuff, that's what you know New Jack for jumping off of stuff. Exactly. So next week is the brawl for all. I'm just want to hear the rants between Russo and Cornette because I know we got some of that in when it came to season one talking about uh, the Montreal Screwjob but this one was more hands on because this was a Vince Russo idea yeah because uh, it was I, I, it was from JBL JBL was talking all that mm-hmm. noise and like oh yeah you can beat everybody up alright well we gonna make it a thing <laughs> yeah so I, I do want to see uh, I do want to check out the broth for there definitely when Bart Gunn get knocked out by Butterbean <laughs> here in Philly are they gonna have him are they gonna have him on there talking yes Bart Gunn's <laughs> on there he, he gonna be on there Godfather's on there. I don't know if they're gonna have Doctor Death Steve Williams. Cause uh, I ain't, I didn't look at the commercial yet. Cause I, I I already know there's gonna be something I'm gonna probably laugh at. Yeah, so Cornette's I, on, I ain't even looking. Cornette's on there. Vince Russo's on there. Jr's on there. We so, didn't know. Yeah, what, yo, he was <laughs> he was upset. Yo, man, don't be making fun of Jr like that. So yeah, uh, but yeah, uh, they're all on there as well. So. Can't wait to check out that episode, and then the week after that is Dino Bravo. Ooh, I, I'm, I'm interested in that one. Exactly. So, Dino Bravo is going to probably be like the one for Brozy, Bro, Bruiser Brody for me because uh, I watched the Bruiser Brody one. I was like, oh, okay, I kind of learned some stuff that day. Exactly. Yeah, the Dino Bravo one is going to be very interesting. So, I, I'm curious to see what what they're going to do with that. How we how we going to get to that? So, well, let's move on here. There is, so obviously we are stuck in the house. So right now we don't know what the situation for WWE is going to be going forward when it comes to after this week of tapings for wrestling. And we know AEW still going to be here. So we still got the Wednesday Night War and what you're going to do that a little bit later in the show. But right now we have to find content because I'm not going to keep talking about what's going on outside. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, 
if if we ain't peaking or or, or we're not coming down, so there ain't no really no good news. And hey, then right now ain't no point to keep going over and over again. Nobody wants to hear about that. So we got to find different things to talk about on podcasts and stuff like that because everything is suffering because everything is being bombarded with the news and stuff like that. So I'm like, well, I've turned more WWE Network now because that's where they got all my wrestling content at, and when I want to start reviewing some of the newer content that they put out on the show. And, you know, they got the, the Rufus Aggression show, which I was really getting into. And then they talk about some coming this fall. I'm like, fall? <laughs> we even... I was watching it in the wintertime. You hear, when, when the Rufus Aggression came out, that was uh in March, late February, early March. It was still considered winter. March, the spring didn't get here to like March 21st. And I, it's talking about some see you in the fall. The fall for WWE is September, October. I'm like, I gotta wait that long to see the rest of Rufus Aggression? Yeah. Which I'm like, hey, and oh my god. So I'm like, okay, well fine. There's Dark Side of the Ring, so we've been reviewing each episode of Dark Side of the Ring, and there's one that's bombs two... Away. Is that Bombs Away? For, for the Brawl for All, so that's gonna be a fun watch. And so they have the, 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 the list of each one going up, and the season finale, May 19th, which is ironic, which is like a couple of days before the actual tragedy happened, it was going to be on my heart. So, I know it's something in it. So, uh, can't wait to see all C2 like that. So, I'm sitting, in other words, I'm sitting there trying to find content. So, I come up on Untold, and I'm just like, I've watched a couple of Untolds. Some of the first ones, it was, it, it was shot like they would just use steel images and some video clips, and you would hear like a phone conversation with the people involved in it. I'm just like, okay, that's all right. I guess you're trying to have like a Dateline, Unsigned Mysteries feel to it. But now, the newer episodes, it just has the superstars there being interviewed about it. And they had one up. The newest episode of Untold was Kurt Angle versus Shawn Michaels from WrestleMania 2021. Uh-huh. That had, good. which was one of my favorite. Uh, honestly, that was my favorite. It, I think it still might be because I, I have a little biases in. Because at first I was like, that was my favorite WrestleMania match until Shawn and Undertaker came up. But looking back, I still like the Untold with uh, Mick Foley and Undertaker though. That was pretty good, also. Yeah. Uh. But the, the thing was, I was like, some episodes, I'm like, we already knew this already. It, was it that untold? You know what I'm saying? Um, but, but Well, some things, I, I think what happens with that is some things we already know, but like WWE doesn't like officially say like, yeah. You gotcha. Know? You're right. That, that, that makes sense. But I think even looking back at, it, back at it, I'm still thinking that this is my favorite WrestleMania match because I'm a huge Kurt Angle Mark. Shawn Michaels okay. is in my top five of all time. So, okay. this was just a recipe for success. So, they, they were talking to Kurt, Sean, Michael Cole, and Johnny Gargano. <laughs> Crazy people to talk to. Exactly. But I, I know, but you know what? You can tell that Gorgano's like really a fan of this stuff. Like he, well, yeah, you know, obviously he has Shawn Michaels type matches. Is that what I'm saying? But yeah, but he 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 said he was a, he's a fan. Those were his guys right there. So they go into a little history of you know Shawn Michaels come back from the back injury and go into a little bit of Kurt Angle and how Kurt Angle is one of them guys that this is why I like him so much that Kurt Angle can legit fold you in a pretzel 
in a matter uh-huh. of moments. Kurt can legit turn on the wrestling machine and take you out, but he don't take himself seriously. See, you got like Bret Hart takes himself extremely serious. Yeah, yeah. Okay, it, it's I am a fan of Bret Hart. Don't get me wrong, but Bret Hart takes himself extremely serious, sometimes too serious. Kurt Angle is the kind of guy that I can don't fuck with me. I can legit like you know tear you apart if I want to wrestling wise, but I don't mind being goofy. Yeah, I don't mind just being out there. It's kind of like remember when uh, he was doing an interview about his first match with Taz, and he says this guy really gonna try try to shoot on me, and I'm just and I'm just like. Don't don't piss Kurt off when you know, when it comes to rest stuff stuff like that. But Kurt does not mind being taken a fool of himself, and they they were talking about how he doesn't mind being he. Kurt loves being a heel, and I was like, if you look at Kurt Angle's work as a face and as a heel, Kurt Angle is a great heel. He's a better heel than he's yeah, a face, of course, because he can be arrogant. <laughs> That's why. Well, I want to go middle with a broken neck, and I made America better, or something. You yeah. say that, and there and, are uh, there are two kinds of heel Kurt Angles. Which one do you like better? Do you like the arrogant heel Kurt Angle, or do you like the wrestling machine heel Kurt Angle? Well, the the more moments have came from the uh, mm. you know arrogant, but I like the wrestling machine just because he like like uh. For example, if he put the ankle lock in, you're not gonna play with it and, and, and uh just play with your ankle heel straight into the grapevine. Exactly. So is he more vicious? I like the more vicious heel angle, but the more moments came from the other angle. So I guess a mixture of both. Because honestly, sexy Kurt is one of the best, greatest things to ever happen. Ever so, I mean, happen. And, and, and I like to say the arrogant. Exactly. So they, they were they were talking about that, and they said so. Giants like in the Royal Rumble, you tend to see things that's going to happen at WrestleMania or prelude to WrestleMania, and we see when you know Sean got him eliminated and stuff like that. Kurt was talking about you know when he was there, you know he was looked at he's the Olympic gold medalist, he's the greatest wrestler, and then Sean wants to come back, and all of a sudden he's talking about he's the greatest wrestler. He's like, no, that has to be tested, and I was just like, he right though, because you know say as soon as Sean left, Kurt come, and then Kurt. Did it all up for the four years that Sean wasn't there. Yeah. And then yeah, so yeah. it's just like, yo, man. Actually, I think it was more than four years, but still. Uh, but, you know, you don't know. From 98 to 2002, Kurt Angle, or 99 to 2002, Kurt Angle was tearing it down. So. Well, it was 98. Well, no, no. He didn't, he didn't come to 99. Kurt, remember he came to Survivor? Oh, yeah. Kurt came. Yeah. Kurt was like, what? In the, the end of 99? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so that he had one of the best rookie years of 2000, so... <clears throat> yeah, they was pushing this guy to the moon. <clears throat> so they had to test it. And then then they talked about, you know, the, the, the rivalry and then how they had to try to write a good storyline because both these guys were on separate shows. And actually, this match is what allowed the kind of other... Multi, the, the interpromotional matches to happen because back at that time, it was like, interpromotional matches weren't that great. Yeah, because they'll give you, like, the biggest guy from this side and, like, one of the biggest <clears throat> guys from the other side. No, because, like, look, remember the intro match we had, like, Tory Wilson and Sable versus Jacqueline Hyde and, like, ew, like, oh, and, and Joy Giovanni. <laughs> I'm like, what? That was your interpromotional match? Or 
when they had Goldberg and Lesnar, that didn't turn out well. They had Kane and Undertaker, that that didn't turn out well. I was like, okay, so. But when they had Orton and Undertaker, and then they had Sean and Kurt, that was something like legit. So, uh, they talk about Sexy He said the reason why Sexy Kurt worked so well is he said because Kurt Angle a thousand percent believe he could be a better Shawn Michaels than Shawn Michaels. And, but you know, but he said that in his Hall of Fame speech, like, "Yo, Brett would never do that. Definitely <laughs> Brett would never do that. Like Brett wasn't was that kind of skit guy, that comedy guy. But Kurt coming out with the HBK chaps with the with the shirt, doing all doing all the prayer talking, uh, the scene, Sherry too. and bringing out Sherry too, and then he's singing the whole song. And I mean, like he's into it, like he's doing the dance, like he feels as though he could be a better Shawn Michaels, which made everything great." So uh, they they go. They talk about the match. They talk about like he said. Th- there was a time like uh, Sean slapped me, and me being a wrestler and me being the like the like the legit Olympic gold medals. There's a switch that gets turned on. They get to competitive mode. Uh-huh. And he's talked about when he rammed his back, his lower back into the uh, the ring post. And uh, there, Sean had like a scar on his back, and he kept like hitting at that scar, like he he was getting in wrestling machine mode. He he, he talked about when Sean bounced off the um the ropes to go do a splash. Then when he announced it, he said, "I didn't think I thought Sean was going to miss because at first he did look short, but he ended up hitting yeah. when they hit him on the announcement. Like, extended his body at the last minute when he seen he was going to be short. Exactly, I was just like, whoo. That is, they got you into a moonsault. That's like with the Rick, with the Ric Flair thing, oh. and Sean was uh, talking about you know the adrenaline from the crowd of WrestleMania, how the crowd helps tell a story. And I was like, man, it's so funny that you just said that when we just had this WrestleMania. And I'm like, I get it. Mm, and, yeah, and yeah. I'm like, the, the crowd, like that's what the story is for. The crowd. Ex- exactly. And you, you had some people that was just like. Why do they need a crowd? Isn't it predetermined anyway? I'm like, you, 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 you don't get it. You're not a wrestler. Yeah. You don't get yeah. it. I'm just like, man, it looks like it don't matter. Even if, even the basketball is not predetermined, it's hard not to play play, play without a crowd. It's hard not to sneakers squeak. <laughs> exactly, and play play with all that energy. I mean, a pickup game, yeah, but not a game that means something. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, <clears throat> either here or there, and you know, the, the crowd helps motivate and stuff like that. So. He talked about that. He had how Kurt had his his mouth legit bleed. And he talked about how Sean legit laid a super kick right on his face. And <laughs> Kurt, look, I look back at it when I seen Untold. That was three when Sean kicked him right, and he did the cover and the referee one, two, and then Kurt did like the hurry up and kick out. The it was three. Kurt fucked that up. Are you sure it wasn't just a close three? Now, a Hogan three. That's what it was. A Hogan three. It was a Hogan three. There you go. It was a Hogan because see, Kirk, Kirk, Kirk got this reputation of you know he waits to the last second to build drama, but Kirk always be late. Okay, so uh, th- and this time was no different. Sean hit that super kick. He goes and pins him, and you can you they show the they show the footage. The referee comes down for three, and Kirk gets Kirk gets, gets right up. So they kept the match going. Sean won that match. Well. Yeah, so 
And then, you know, he, he gets into the ankle lock. He said, Marco, he said he was very intense. And I know how Kurt is. I uh, thought he was going to break Sean's ankle because Michael Cole did say before, you know, it wasn't Michael Cole. It was, um, was it Bruce Pritchard? Or it was, no, who used to work in TNA that works in WWE now? They used to have a backstage. Bruce Pritchard worked on TNA. Yeah, I, I, it wasn't him then. It was some, oh, was it Josh Matthews? I don't know. It was somebody. Was it a wrestler? No, no, it's backstage or announcer somebody. Uh, uh, but, okay. I don't know. Yeah, damn sure it was Russo. Hey, bro. I know it wasn't him, no. I, I, I think it was Josh Matthews. Uh, he said when he was, Kurt was in TNA, he said he would see Kurt running on the treadmill and do the stair steps with no music. And he'd be so focused in what he's doing. He's just like, hey, man, you don't need no headphones, no music. He says, no, because I want to hear every day. I, I want to be so involved in what I'm doing. Kurt would be on the treadmill for two hours or run the stairs for two hours and not have no headphones in whatsoever. The man, wow, okay. The man would be intense. So, and then, you know, they talked about, you know, having a good match every day. So that's basically what it was. I was like, it was a pretty good uh, untold. And uh, I was like, now this makes me want to watch more stuff so we can come review it on the podcast because I would see what's going on. I'm like, you know what? That opened my eyes to Untold. So that, that, that was pretty cool. Sounds decent. It is. I recommend you guys check it out. Also, what came up on the network also was um, they had a, the first look after WrestleMania Part 1 went off. Undertaker, the le- no, no, uh, Part 2, I think it was. Undertaker's last ride. And last ride. So here's the thing. They're hinting at he, he's coming to a retirement this year. And if I got to call it, I think it's going to be Survivor Series of this year. That would make 30 years. They're hinting at it, but they've been, they've been hitting at it since, well, since look, the 25th anniversary. Well, yeah, but, 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 yeah but, but this one, because see, so now uh, they, they did a first look. They're talking to all people that that's really, you know, into the Undertaker. They do Michelle McCool and everything like that. And Undertaker was just like, seriously, what happened? And he, and he he said this was his schedule when it came to getting ready. He said, I would um, do a WrestleMania match. After the match, I would get surgery to repair anything that I messed up during that match. Then, as I'm doing getting surgery, I'm in rehab. And then after rehab, I got to train to get ready for the next match. Because we're up to a year now. Uh-huh. And he did that every year. That's yeah, stress yeah. on the body. That is so much stress on the body. But then again, like, he couldn't say no. But then yeah. they keep throwing money at him. So, I mean. So, so he, he said that he says um, that there's always a young guy who needs to get the rub. And he feels uh-huh. as though that he is the kind of guy that can help give him that rub. Cause, you know, he's old school. And he says that, you know, him being at WrestleMania every year can help this young guy, you know, help get the rub, whether it be a good match with me or whether it being him beating me. Now, only two people beat, Brock, uh, beat Undertaker at Mania, and that was Roman and Lesnar. But even still, given the nod to Bray Wyatt, given the nod to Shane McMahon, even though he's not the, he's not a young guy, but 
to, to just to have something for Shane to come back have a big money match having the uh you know even uh who what not really John Cena I ain't counting nothing but John Cena he wasn't there at WrestleMania 35 AJ Styles even with the Boneyard match you know what I'm saying like hey that put AJ in, a, in a, another light to me so I'm like I can understand that kind of passionate thing but you know Michelle Kuh talked about people really don't know truly what he, what he goes through so this was recorded fr- from March 2017 all the way to 2020 he said he never let nobody in his personal life but to me when they, they showed the dates right cause uh, uh-huh. the, fir- the first look was surrounded by Wrestlemania 33 okay. and he was worried about if he was able to keep up with Roman Reigns and he said I don't want guys that our fathers now who watch me when I was younger saying, Hey son, let me tell you something. He's a little slow now, but back then that Undertaker was something. And he says, you know, I don't want to be out there embarrassing myself. And then, you well, know, I, look, I, but see, this, this is before they, Wait a minute. Do they follow him after the Goldberg match? That's all I want to know. No, it probably do, but I'm saying, but, but it's, been, oh, it's, okay. it's, it's, it's recorded from March 2017 to, okay. to 2020, where we're at now. So, obviously, the Goldberg match was last year. They obviously recorded that. They obviously recorded... The first look was before the match with Roman Reigns. So, we didn't even talk about him putting the hat down. So, it's a limited... It's a series, like, on Netflix. So, we're probably going to get about 8, 13 episodes about the journey of Undertaker. I'm going to say about maybe 8 episodes, not 13. But I'll say about 8 because... If it's three years, we're probably going to do stuff like that, and I'm really curious to see what what what, what they're talking about because they they got some heavy hitters from Brett to Sean to Stone Cold to McFoley to Ric Flair, I believe it, and you know all people that he was in there, and then he he mentioned a little bit about the streak and say you know they just say you know you're undefeated at WrestleMania. He was like, oh that that's nice, and they just kept it going, and the streak became a thing. And help get you know things over, help sell tickets and stuff like that. So, you know, they only gave us the first one. They only gave us a tease and everything. But I really want to, you know, can't wait to dig deep because Undertaker's been a very private person. He says he's been a very private person. I'm telling you, this is coming to the end soon. You know how I know this man got an Instagram and a Twitter. It's coming to an end very soon. Well, it, it's bruh, it's coming to an end very. Soon. And first of all, first of all, even in that boneyard match, you climbing that ladder. Yeah, it's coming to an end. <laughs> but so. People may say it may be at WrestleMania, but I'm like, yeah, that's where the streak was happening. But his debut was at Survivor Series. So I can see him with with the camera crew still following him around. I think he feels as though that, look, Survivor Series is going to be the last shot. And then that way I go, I can have a meaningful match, put the young guy over. And then you never know. The young guy at that time may be Alistair Black. The way okay. they've been, the way they've been building him up, and you can uh, put Alistair Black in that position, and then you know that that can do do him wonders. And it's like, okay, then Undertaker can finally just say, look, I hang it up, and this is it. Or he don't got to do a match like that. He could just do the kind of like the Boneyard stuff. Yeah, help him from being in the ring like that. So. Exactly, you know, record stuff like that, and then you can you know help put you know a, a younger guy over. So that right there, I. I'm pretty cool with that. So they only gave us about 13 minutes of the first look. It's coming soon. It doesn't have a date when it's coming, but I'm just like, okay, well, 
I'm excited to see it because we had never had a Undertaker documentary. I thought we were going to have one, but um, they lied to me when they said we got Undertaker documentary come out called the streak. And man, I can't. I, I would. I pre-ordered that joint. And it's like, oh, we we just got Undertaker's all his matches at WrestleMania. Ain't no interviews or nothing. Yeah, yeah. Undertaker, Undertaker, it's weird because he does interviews, but then he doesn't do interviews at the same time. Yeah, he's he, he's very private. I mean, I, I'm not mad at him for being private. Because I've seen him, I, and all or all, I probably see him do like maybe three or four interviews out of character. Yeah. And the rest are like him being the Undertaker mode. Exactly. So. Uh, so, also next up, uh, this is not on the network, but we're jumping over to Netflix because Netflix got a lot of wrestling coming out this week. So, uh, after WrestleMania and on Monday, so I decided to put this in there, uh, also for the podcast. I was thinking about talking about next week. I'm like, but no, because we're gonna definitely talk about the main event, which was our Friday. On Netflix uh-huh. next on the next podcast and fantasy and all that stuff like that. So the, right after WrestleMania, the new show debuted called The Big Show Show, <laughs> and The Big Show is he, he's playing himself. He's retired. Well, he's playing The Big Show. Let me, let me put that out there, people. Okay, he's playing The Big Show. This is so weird because they don't never they call him Show like his real name is Show. I, do they ever say that their last name is White? They, that's how it sounds like they never talked about him being Paul White they never talked about Mr. Mr. Wright they call him Show and I'm like okay even, even his wife calls him Show what kind of wife calls her husband Show I, I'm like okay so he's retired and uh but it, it's not it's not like allegedly, allegedly. It, at least in, in, in this show's world and it, allegedly allegedly <laughs> So, you know, it's, it's, um, he has three daughters. One is from a previous marriage, and then he has two daughters with the, with, with the mom now. So she's coming to live with, with them, and it's a rocky start, but she's trying a new school out, and he's trying to, you know, balance dad life and living the life of a retired wrestler. So I had to say this. Um, this show is a standard, what you was talking about with the podcast, Nickelodeon type yeah. show. Yeah. I mean, the transitions are even the same with the little music playing and then we go to transitions and then here, here's my yeah, biggest we get, thing. That. we get the same shot of the Tampa Convention Center every time they go to commercial or something. It, bro, who you telling? And here's my, here's my thing. Um, I, like I said, oh, somebody's, Texting me this late at night, like oh fucking weather. You gonna make sure I know what the weather is. Uh, so, the here, here's the thing. I, I'm not a fan of the new Nicktoon cartoons for a couple reasons, and I'm not trying to sound like somebody oh uncool or boring something like that. I don't like how they write the kids and the parents in these new shows. Yeah. I don't like it at all because I was sitting there. Look, I'm on Disney Plus. I'm watching Lizzie McGuire. I'm watching Dad So Raven. I'm watching Smart Guy. And I'm, I'm like, hold on. Where are the Mr. Hendersons of the world? That, that, <laughs> okay. that, 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 Mr. Henderson, yep. Yeah, that, that's TJ's dad. I'm like, 
So where's Raven's parents? Where's Lizzie McGuire's parents? I'm like, hold on. When it's, it, and I, I don't want people to sit, make it seem like it's a black white thing. No, I'm talking about it's a generation thing. I'm like, hold on. The parents were the parents and the kids were the kids trying to figure out themselves. Now the kids are running the show and they seem like more like the parents than the parents do. Uh-huh. That bothers me. Now, maybe it's because I am a parent, but still, I'm just like, the show's like, look, when Raven fucked up, right? She's grounded. Uh, yeah. And I'm just like, you know, kids only going to get away with so much. Even the Proud family, some of that. Kids ain't going to get, get, get away with, 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 with for so much. Even Lizzie McGuire, when she did something stupid, sneaky, she got grounded. And then so yeah. now... And but now these new Nicktoons that I watch or all the stuff that my son watches on Disney Channel or on Nickelodeon, I'm like, do these kids have parents? He talk and, or and they just talk to me in kind of way. For instance, iCarly. You watch iCarly? Yeah, they don't have parents. They just have like the brother. Right? Yeah, but but her friend. What, what, I forgot her friend's name. Which one? The guy or the girl? The girl. The, the, the one who does the, the show iCarly with her. Uh, Sam. Sam, she be talking to grownups like any old kind of way, and hey, she, she be talking to him like she like she could beat him up. And, and like, be oh, checking God. the shit out. I'm like, yo, Sam, you need to step the fuck back. I'm just saying that shit irks me. And I'm like, and then the, the, they they write the adults so fucking stupid in the show. <laughs> like, uh, am I lying? Nah, they do. They, do. The, they write them so stupid. I'm like, yo. I don't know if this was supposed to be like, it's 2020, it's a kid thing. And I'm like, no. And I'm like, or okay. Or random. They, they, they're either stupid or just random, like, to where they just obli- oblivious. Ex- exactly. Oblivious to everything. And this show follows the same formula because that's what is out today. And I'm like, uh, like, when I watched, when I watched the, uh, the Thundermans, I'm like, are you serious? When, like, uh, when my son watches, um, Living Maddie. When my son watches Jesse, when my son watches, like, he watches all these shows, and I'm like, is this why you talking back? Because, but, so it follows that same formula, and I don't like it because it makes, I'm not saying you have to be punished, punishing and strict on the kids, and it's, it's, it's got to be a teachable moment. It don't have to be that. You can have an entertaining show with entertaining kids. But the parents think I look so stupid. And when I was watching the Big Show show, I was like, that the first couple episodes, I'm like, we are too into this formula. Yeah, because like when I say like the Big Show has a formula of like now, because like while I'm watching the show, I feel like nothing matters in this show. None of the conflict in this show makes sense. Like it doesn't matter. Like spoiler alert, people. Yeah, a girl, like the middle girl, has a uh, what does she have like? Something in her room. A sitting. She has a, a, a sitting in her room because she doesn't want to share rooms with her with her uh, her sister. I yeah. don't feel like that matters. Like just stuff like that to me. Look, I mean, I agree with you, but see, the thing is, I'm like, okay. Usually, when you do a sitcom, and I, I'm not a TV writer, but I'm just like, usually when I watch sitcoms, you got your your main problem, and then you have your side problem. Yeah. Okay, and then. The purpose of the show is we, we, we got to go through to see how to solve the main problem, why the side problem usually kind of works out on itself. That's how you usually But also sit- getting you invested in caring about these characters. Exactly. And honestly, I'm like, okay. The problem is, I'm like, okay, 
obviously his oldest daughter doesn't want to be there because it, it, that's supposed to be his baby grass's first daughter. And his daughter is staging a sit-in because she doesn't want to share her room with her big, her older sister. And it's kind of like you just disregard what your oldest daughter is going through right now. It's like yeah, yeah. you don't care about her bags getting lost at the airport. You don't care about that. You know, say she, she she's she's older. She wants her own privacy, and that she's she, she's coming into a family that she's not used to being around because she used to live with her mom. And I felt as though that all that was tossed out the window for stupid dad jokes, uh, and tr- you know, trying to do this plot of. Her station is sitting, and y'all thought it was funny having all these kids from all over the United States. Oh, excuse me, let's do this. All over the state of Florida, come over and do a sit-in, and you mean tell me your daughter is sitting in and not going to school, and the teacher's okay with that? Yeah, the teacher's talking about we support it. I'm like, yeah, all right. I'm, I'm like, I'm like, see, this is the shit I'm talking about. I'm like, that doesn't have. Okay, remember. Great example, because I know you know your Disney shows. Remember Smart Guy, yeah. right? Yep. Remember when he was sitting in the principal's office because they couldn't go to Dog Burger? Yeah, yeah. And they all sit, and they all sat in his office and barricaded. He calls his dad, and he, he comes he takes his coat off. He calls his dad about TJ doing this. He puts his coat right back on, comes out, and then when he was just like, we're going to stay to sit in for as long as we need to until we get to go back to Dog Burger. And then... um. Darnell's mom came and he says, "Look, I want I like Darnell Burger just like the, the, the rest of y'all, but moms, uh, uh-uh, uh, we don't play with moms." He ran out the window, and then I like um, I I I give an example to like hanging with Mister Cooper. I don't know if you know that know that shit about her or not, but like yeah. uh, what's the name? You know, uh, motels on yes, yeah, his mom on the show is Jennifer Lewis. Yeah, exactly. Yes. So he did something, and he like ran away and got married. And she just she 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 wasn't playing with that. Yeah, she wasn't so. playing with that. Cause I remember because she she made Mark drive her up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So see, I remember all these shows. I'm just like, look, you could be funny and still have the humor, but the the adults are not this dumb. And even in real life, in 2020, there's no teacher in, in the state of Florida or the state of Pennsylvania where me and Primetime are both from that's going to sit there and be like, we are so, we are trying to teach our kids about fighting against the oppression. First of all, sitting well, in... <laughs> I don't know about Pennsylvania. I don't know about Pennsylvania. Scratch that. But I, I, I seriously doubt... There, there, they're in support of a sit-in at somebody's home. That's a personal... First of all, it ain't like you sitting in because the color of your skin at a lunch counter. It ain't like you, 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 you're sitting in because of the uh, a different sex you are. You're sitting in because you don't want to share your room with your sister? Yeah. And she, yeah. And she can miss school for that? Stop it. See, that, yeah. that, that takes me out the show. And all of a sudden... He, they don't even mention all these kids coming up in the house. They, yeah, they're just like, where are these kids from? Orlando. Like, uh, she's just like, Ugh. that's all. It was just like, okay, like, 
all these kids in your house walking in and out, you ain't gonna say nothing. Ain't gonna say nothing. Touch out your stuff, and so we can say shit. So then they go up there, and she's just like, "All right, I'll, I'll end the sitting if uh, you, then you know I'll share the room with with the little sister." Which go ahead. Which makes no sense because the next episode they're roommates. So it, exactly, it no I'm like, what? And then she said. This is what well, I mean by staying out of it. And I'm just like, what? Okay, and then oh, so now now go get the kids out the room, and so that then he want to be all intimidated to get the kids out. I'm like, no, that doesn't fly. I I don't understand. Like that's that's dumb. I, why are y'all making these adults look so damn dumb? And so e- 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 I, huh? Go ahead. I was gonna say who's who's your favorite character so far? I know you like it's episode six or seven. Yeah, I'm I'm on, I'm on six. I got two more to go. Uh, so far, I mean, I, I I like the youngest daughter because she's okay. She's 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 a criminal. <laughs> I think I, I I might like her the least out of all. I don't know why. Hmm. I just don't. Oh, maybe. But honestly, the one I'm vibing with the most right now is the oldest daughter. Okay. Because. Okay. She is the one to me right now that is the one that has to makes the most sense of being a teenager. Yeah. She makes the most sense. I mean, the middle child, I, I, like I said, I don't know, I don't know the, the names by heart just yet. Um, she is overdramatic. One is, one is Lola. One yeah. is. Lola's the oldest one. JJ. Is the youngest one. And I think her name was Mandy. Or okay. Man, Maxine or no Mandy? Because that's right. She did a little tap dance like Mandy. Yeah. Okay. It's Mandy. Yeah. So I'm okay. like, um, she's, I'm, I'm. The thing is, I want to see where her relationship with her Taylor, her Taylor Swift go. If there okay. is, if there is one, but I'm saying that's only that interesting about her because she's just, she's very, you know, pro woman. And that that doesn't I, bother me. Well, it doesn't bother me, but I don't like how that trope has to be in every single show. This, that is, it's a, every, in every single show to show that hey, we uh we want to have a strong woman in this show, so they use that trope. The, the woman that's gonna be vice president and president, and she does all this stuff for the school. See, th- this is my problem. Also, look. I'm all for you know women women empowerment and, and you know yeah feminist stuff like that. You saying it over and over again, and having her have bobbleheads of all famous women and hanging over. I I I get it, but here's the thing though: if you make the mother a strong woman who knows how to carry her household, that illustrates strong women characters. That it illustrates strong women leads because it's like those are the characters that are remembered. Yeah, but because the, the 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 mom in this show almost I don't know if you got to the episode or not yeah. almost because that's almost like a friend to her in a sense. Oh yeah, because she realizes I'm the mother. But see, that's why I like Lola the best because remember when they, they was about to go get tattoos, mm-hmm. and she was all just trying to be her friend, and she says, "Look, yeah. my she straight laid it out. She said, look, my mom had me when I was young.'" No, no, excuse me. My mom had me when, when she was young. So the whole time, she was just trying to be my friend. Because babies having babies, that's what they want to do. 
And she says, I don't need a friend right now. I would rather have a mom. She said that. And I'm like, why does it take the oldest daughter to tell the parent of two kids that? Why are y'all making them look so damn stupid? You know, that's what I'm saying. These Nickelodeon shows, these new Disney shows, are out to make the adults look stupid and make these kids like they got all the answers. Another question. Yeah. Speaking of people looking stupid, you, how Terry. Do you, how do you feel about Terry? Yo. Yes. Terry. Yo. How do you feel about Terry? Yo, Terry oh, is irking my life right now. Look, here's the thing. I don't have a problem with Jaleel White. I really don't. But I was really hoping, like, Mark Henry would be his, like, best friend. Oh, man. I was really hoping they brought, like, Mark Henry in for the show, and they'd be like, that's another, that's another retired wrestler, that he's my best friend, like, like in real life. But no, they brought in Jaleel White. And at first, I was like, okay, the, the the whole thing with the with the smoothie machine had to be at the first episode. I let it slide. This, this is what bothered. What what really got me is when they did that Gator camera. Oh, and they shot us. They shot him in the leg. And he shot. And then they out there talking about. So all you gotta do is wait for the Gators. I'm like. And then they go out there. He Big Show gets sprayed with the with the uh the spray, and he gets shot in the leg with a dart. And I'm just like, I'm done. I'm so done. With why are they? Why are they this stupid? Yeah, Terry is a, is a <laughs> Terry is a is a caricature. He's, Did you see the one the one he was in the mascot outfit? Oh yeah, because he because because uh, Big Show, Big Show, is, as big as he is, has, is afraid of mascots. And afraid of mascots, he keep like punching the shit out of him, and he's like, I ain't he was got like all right, just here, just here, yeah, just here. Right. And I ain't got good health insurance. He said they're flapping me. He said, I don't like when they talk. <laughs> that might be the stupidest character in the show. It is so, it's, I don't, I think that's a stupid funny to where it's so bad that you just, you just can't help but laugh. Like, Bruh, this is terrible. It's so bad to the point where I have no choice but to dislike it. Because. Terry. <laughs> Cause I knew exactly what you saw about. Cause Terry is a no- I'm like, <laughs> stupid. He's man. so stupid. I'm just like, what is happening here? What what is, is what is really happening? Cause like he got he got he's on another show. He's on I don't know if you watch Ravens Home. He's yeah. on there. You know what? He's like the the Steve Harvey of, of Ravens Home. Look, I watched some of Ravens Home, and I'm like, I can't deal with this because <laughs> yeah because. I go back to the regular Death Row Raven because here's the thing. One, Eddie's not in there. I missed the, the whole camaraderie. Well, you know, he wasn't going to be in there. He wasn't. But here's the thing. Chelsea ain't learned shit growing up. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Still stupid. She's stupid. Yeah. I'm like, Chelsea, you got to do better than that because you, you, you got baby dad issues. Like, come on, sweetheart. Her her son, once again, these new Disney shows, he bossing her around. And Raven is so into herself opposed to her kids, I'm like, this is, this is not realistic. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I tried it. I can't do it. <clears throat> uh, also, B-Man, Byron from Steve Harvey, is back in uh, the Big Show show. Uh, the, the kids call him Professor X. <laughs> and I was just like, I know he looks familiar. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And I'm just like, uh, okay. 
Now, don't get me wrong, Big Show has some funny lines in there. Uh, a little. Yeah, a little. Like, I'm saying, but most of the stuff was like bad dad jokes. And to me, in my personal opinion, they wrote him way too stupid. I'm like, yeah, yeah. he got, I don't know if he got CTE or he probably got some issues with the head. But I'm like, bro, you're raising, you're raising three girls and you're acting like a child. I guess he thinks that's how he gets on the mm. mic. I don't know. And, and and the thing is, you can still be a fun parent. Like I've seen all, I have seen fun parents in my days of watching TV shows. There are fun parents, and I'm just like, but you don't got to be a complete dude. Not a dude. You got to be airhead to be a cool dad. And, and and the only time he wants to use his brain is when he's trying to act like he's the big show. And I'm like, that, to me, that gets old very fast. Like, like the whole him being so big and strong that he can just break doors, or he's over there, he ruins the whole house that his wife is trying to sell by breaking the banister. And But it's like this. You're the big show, right? My little girl is, uh, you know, taking garlic and sage for some reason. She's in the kitchen. You hear a noise. She comes screaming to you. Yeah, I'm like, you're the big show. Why are you... And then yeah. you acting more scared than she is, and you keep hearing the noise, and then you go and hide your big seven two ass in the closet when your when your when your daughter is because if my daughter comes running out the kitchen and I hear a thump in the house, I'm like, what's wrong? We gotta go see what the problem is. And granted, you may be scared as well because human nature, but I'm like, my first of all, it's a house that you probably try to sell like. You go run in the closet, then you you find your wife was lying to you. I see why. Because she told us she was going to be at the office that day. I'm just like, big show. I understand you are a funny guy, but you got to do better than that. Yeah, man. You gotta you you gotta do better than that. And he's coming off more annoying than he is funny. You know what I'm saying? I, I think I, I think only maybe only one scene made me laugh out loud. Well, I'm going to wait because I don't think you got there yet. So I'm, okay. I'm going to save it. Oh, yeah. I'm just, well, uh, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a Taylor Swift reference. That's all I'll tell you. It's a what? Uh, Taylor Swift reference. Okay. It's not the one where, you know, he thought that Taylor Swift was at the door. He was getting all hype. No, 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 okay. no. Okay. All right. No, it's a Taylor Swift reference, and it's a, like a sarcastic line after it. That's why. That's why I laughed because it's oh, okay. a sarcastic line. Yeah. Gotcha. So, yeah. So, I'm sorry. As of right now, I really want to like love the show, but how do I put it? I put like I can't get into the new format of the way TV shows are being written. I can't yeah. tween yeah. and kids shows the way they're written today. I can't get into that format. I'm sure you like the uh, the the episode with Mark Henry and Rakesha and Foley though. I probably will because I'm a fan. Well, of the part them. with them, not the part with the the other family, just the part with them. Okay. But yeah, still, I'm pretty sure I will because those are all big shows, legit friends and everything. But it's it's like as even my wife was like, "You're watching the big show show." Like, yeah, well, you know, we got a job to do still, and I want to check it out. But I'm just like, like my son likes it because this is his era of TV shows. I'm like, this ain't what I grew up with, and this is not what I'm used to. And even growing up, whether it was animated or whether it was live action, 
no parents with the stupid, and then you still gave kids or the teenagers credibility. Uh-huh. And I'm just like, okay, the big problem with, with that one show when she when Lola first got the boyfriend and they wanted to go to the escape room. <laughs> and then yeah, and then he and they started quote unquote dating almost exactly him in the big show because and then he had to tell him to you know, stop. I'm just like there was no resolution to her figuring out you know her her feelings for the boyfriend. Yeah, big show went out with him on uh, <laughs> trying to sneak. Oh my god! Like, like bro, you're nah. a grown man. I'm not sneaking back in my house. Like, do you get what I'm saying? I'm a grown. Yeah. Why yeah. are the parents are acting like the kids? That's the that's the shit the kids do. That's what she should be doing. She should be sneaking out the house to go see him without her dad knowing. Because every time her dad knows, he's gonna try to invite himself along. Prime. I just wrote a scene, and I'm not even a TV writer. <laughs> I'm not even a TV writer, and I just wrote that myself, and that's what's happening. But his big ass is sneaking back into his own house that he pays rent. I mean, I rent mortgage in. That's dumb to me. I just, I just leave this here, and, I, and we can, we can probably we can, we can crap it on this show for a long time. Mm. But uh, I just hate it. Like I said, I, I'm not really fond of the Taylor Swift character. But his first line really like started out bad to me because she was like, "I'm the only one running." Then it was like, "Oh, it's Taylor Swift." He was like, "I'm here to shake Get it off." off. Oh. When he said that, I was like, "I'm gonna have to take a break from this show for a little bit." I was like, "Wait," I was like, "Oh, so that's the gimmick? He's a guy <laughs> named Taylor Swift." I'm like, "Okay." And then his character they make him look so stupid sometimes. Everything she says, she's, he says, uh-huh, yeah. Yeah. That's cool. And it was like, you don't, it sounds like he don't got no, whatever, man. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, so I'm like, look, if you're a wrestling fan, I'm like, look, there's nothing else. If you're a wrestling fan, wait to see if Mania being as good. It, 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 exactly. I'm just like, the, the Big Show show is not really that good. And uh, Maybe and, season two, they'll get the right formula. Until they get, the, until they get, the, until they get like, the better formula. Because even... You know, the Punisher. I'm like, S- really? <laughs> with, with, with the head, I'm like, okay, stop. Uh, it, I, I think if they're going to be renewed for season two, which I don't know if they are or not, I'm like, it, 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 you really got to. But see, once again, it don't make sense for them to change the format because it's, it's, not, it's not what's popular today. Well, <laughs> they need to, do, they need to uh, change Terry. That's all I said. Yeah, t- Terry, yeah, like, come on. He falls so far. Like, well, yeah, he they, they gotta they gotta change Terry a little bit. I'm sorry about that, but uh, yeah. So I mean, they should at least had a have some fun to have his name be Steve or Steven or Stephen or something. You know that would be kind of cool, but no, but, but Terry, no, that, especially on that Gator Cam, no, that was. And then on top of that, like, oh, last point. I'm sorry. How many times did his his little girl cut school? Every time. And he cool like, with he, this he shit. Gets her, he gets her out of school. She the, the first episode she cuts to go pick up her sister. The, the next episode the the, was that the same episode where they play hockey. Uh no no that was the, that, that was the second episode. Which first of all, bitch, I don't know if he was stupid like you said, but 
you know in Florida, don't no team has no hockey team in Florida. So why would you even why would you even tell her that if you don't even know for sure? Oh, that makes no sense. She didn't want to be in the smart class because she got intimidated. So she home and he come home like, why are you home? And he tells her I get intimidated. And he just like, well, you know what I'm scared of? Like, no, get your ass back to school. God. And, yeah, okay, and, and, and once again, the, the, the teacher is dumb. She calls you her voice thing, talk about some, you know, she got to be out sick today. And then because of such and such. And, she, and then she on the phone talking some. And her kid voice, she still has to come to school? Like, you don't hear that? And tell us something, what about lice? And I'm like, y'all can't be this dumb. These teachers cannot, these adults cannot be this damn dumb. But anyway, yeah, I'm like, it's, I've seen it once. If I want to do like a review for it or something like that, or if my son wants to see it and we want to have a bonding moment, I'll watch it with him. But it ain't nothing that's, it's, it's not really done that good. I hope made just, event. just watch. I'm telling you, just watch the the the, uh, the wrestlers episode, and then that will be you'll you'll be fine. Okay, and then yeah, we'll, we'll probably get back to that. Oh yeah, but I I had to mention those things. Um, also, so before we get, cause I think I think we're going to end on the Wednesday night war. So, okay. but right now I do want to talk about this, and what what, what this is is that. So, our good friends over at IGN posted a list of the top 10 uh, greatest wrestling games of all time. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, well, first of all, I like IGN sometimes. Okay. And I'm just like, but uh, obviously, there has been some uh, debate about wrestling games, how people uh, feel, uh, feel about them. So uh-huh. they wrote down their list. And this is the, the most recent list that they wrote down. So we're going to go down the list real quick. I'm going to go down okay. all of them first. And then we're going to okay. say if we agree or disagree. All right. All right. So do we, do, we, do we agree if they should be on the list or do we agree at their spot? Both. Okay. But I'm going to run down the whole list first. Okay. So at number 10, we got Saturday Night, uh, Saturday Night Slam Masters. Number 9, we got Fire Pro Wrestling World. Number eight, we got WWF WrestleMania, the arcade game. Number seven, we got WrestleMania 2000. Number six, we got Ultimate Muscle, Legends vs. New Generation. Number five, we got WWE 2K14. Number four, we got WWE All-Stars. Number three, we got WWE SmackDown, Here Comes the Pain. Number two, we got Def Jam, Fight for New York. And number one, we have WWF No Mercy. Okay. Okay. So, off the back, I know you didn't hear some games that you probably like. So, is there some games on here that's automatically missing that that you will order, like says like, well, where is this game at? I'm gonna say probably SVR uh, 06. Yeah. Uh, I I forgot which one. It's 06 or the one with uh. Batista. With Batista seen on the cover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. O- 06. Okay, so I put SmackDown vs. Raw in there. Uh, maybe Days of Reckoning because that is actually a very good game. Day, Day of Reckoning is so underrated. It's very underrated. Yeah. And uh, hmm. I'm trying that might be it for now. So I can think of others, but those for sure will, will be on my list. Okay, so in my personal opinion, I'm like, okay, well, 
uh, Saturday Night Slam Masters, I'm like, to me, that was okay. That was a Capcom game. And it, it was like, you know, like Hagger and stuff like that. It, it, it had those kind of, uh, it was like a fighting wrestling game in a way. And I was like, okay, that, that that's kind of cool. But I'm like, you know, I wouldn't put that on my list as all-time greatest. It, it wasn't. I think I only played the game like once. Fire Pro Wrestling, in my opinion, is, uh, it depends on your taste. Uh yeah yeah it depends on taste a lot it it, it, it depends on it depends on your taste because to me Fire Pro Wrestling is like the most advanced Game Boy game on a on a system and it's the and the, the way that you have to wrestle in that game it's about preference it's about what what you're really into like me personally like the new Fire Pro Wrestling game that came out with all the New Japan wrestlers and stuff like that on there and you can get the mods and stuff I'm like yeah but Honestly, this looks like an advanced Game Boy game to me. Like, I was never really, I never really got into Fire Pro Wrestling. Okay, okay. That's, that's, that's just me personally. Um, I mean, I, I mean, I personally would like to play it because, like, I think with a game, uh, what I like in the game is replayability. Say, like, you can play this game by yourself with other people and you have fun. I don't like playing these new 2K games by myself because it's just boring. Like, it, it's just, like, just feels different. No, I, I definitely agree with you. These new 2K games does not have the I want to play by myself or... Play, I mean, I don't mind playing with like my son or stuff like that when he wants to play it or if I'm doing something for YouTube or stuff like that. But that's one of the only times I play it. I don't just pop it in to casually play it by myself. Yeah, anymore. I think Fire Pro for me, I, I do that with Fire Pro because, I mean, just the replayability and the match quality, like, it's, it's going to be a, like a... Like a you know, it gives you it can, you can have a good match with it. Like a lot of reverse, a lot of stuff that make you think and go crazy. Maybe in my opinion, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. Uh, WrestleMania arcade game. I oh, that's one of my favorites. I enjoy it because that, that's when Midway got their hands on it, and it was like a Mortal Kombat style fighting game with wrestlers in it. Yeah, I remember this. Wasn't this the game that had like? I don't want to say had two moves, but you know, mostly punch and kick, and like not really as like grapple moves. Well, I mean, like you, you have some grapple moves that you can do suplex, and then you can have like you can grapple your opponent and put them in stuff like that. But you also had punches and kicks, and you had super moves. It was it was, it was like a fighting game. In, yeah, in I only wrestling. played this game once, and I lost terribly. Oh man, no, like it, once again, like if you play it, uh, especially like the arcade version or the the PlayStation version that has eight characters in it, it it's it's really awesome. And it's addictive. I know. Shout out to the Pope because uh, he beat me. So. Oh, okay. Whatever. Yeah, but no. Yeah, well, you, you should come play me. Uh, uh, let's see. Let's see. Uh, WrestleMania 2000. I mean, you can't argue with WrestleMania 2000. However, that is a very fun replayable game. Say what? That is a very fun and replayable game with uh-huh. and without mods. Yeah, but here's my thing now. There's a game that I will pick over that. Well, yeah, yeah. and that's WCW. I would still put it on the list. I put it on the list, but then, on top of that, if I if I had to pick, because like I got WrestleMania 2000 and No Mercy on this list, I'm taking No Mercy because okay, yeah. I liked WCW vs NWO Revenge mm, more. Yeah, <laughs> that the intro somebody got ran over by a truck. Is that, yeah, WCW vs NWO Revenge to me was better than WrestleMania 2000. Okay. 
So that that's why I, I and I liked how you get to put the, the superstars in the different factions, and you had they was divided by factions, and that's when you can actually you know edit the clothes, and you can actually you know they actually had like an interest when they came out to the ring and stuff like that, which no mercy took away. I was like, why did they take that away? I yeah, say a that. lot of people also like WCW versus NWO uh, World Tour. Yeah, I had a lot of people talking about that one as well. Then yeah. But revenge came after, so that so they whatever was wrong with that game, they fixed it. Okay. In okay. revenge, that's why I like WC was in the revenge. I still have that game on X N sixty four. Ultimate Muscle, I didn't play Ultimate Muscle. I like the show, but I never. I, I don't even know what this is honestly. Oh, okay. Ultimate Muscle was like, was was like a thing of these like these luchador dog things that was like um. Like a Dragon Ball, it's like an anime wrestling thing oh, okay, that came okay, on okay. Uh, Saturday mornings with WB, and okay. and they you know had like a little wrestling with it, and I'm just like, okay, yeah, it's all right, but it wasn't really a game for me for kind of wrestling. 2K14, in my opinion, is the best 2K game they ever made. Yep, keep it moving. That one was uh, you can't say nothing but good things about. It. Well, <laughs> not everything is good, but it's more good than bad. In my it, opinion. It's it's more good than bad. In in the, in that two K game, the road to WrestleMania mode is great, and story creator and all that stuff. It, it was just a really well put together game. Now, once again, I could go back on it and look at the graphics. Like, well, they were rough. Or I could go back. And first, the only thing honestly I didn't like about two K uh, fourteen was the the, the kickout system. I ain't mm, like, yeah, okay. I ain't like that too much. I'm like, I like it better now, but still. I ain't like this. So I, I can agree it being on the list. WWE All Stars was fun. Yep, it's fun and ridiculous. <clears throat> yeah, it's a, it's an arcade fighting game for WWE superstars in the ring, and and they are very exaggerated personas mm-hmm. of superstars, which I don't understand <laughs> why they didn't make a sequel. I don't know. It's like you do a, you do a rock bottom, you jump all the way up in the air, you do a stutter or something, you jump all the way up in the air. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Smackdown, here comes the pain, bro. It was my favorite. Yep. On PlayStation sure Two, everybody's gonna have that on their list, bro. And I, did, I miss. I know people don't like, like people sometimes don't miss it, but I do. Where, when the, the finishing move had the different camera angles and everything with it, like nowadays, I liked it, but then in a sense, sometimes it took away to the to the match for me. So like I put on maybe occasional camera cuts. Uh huh. Because every time you do it, it just like play replay three or four times. Sometimes I get sick of depending on how long the match is. You know, depending. But it's like this. It's kind of like when Goldberg did the spear. You see the camera back up with him going to the spear, and then it zooms in as you make contact with the person, or like zooms out. And like Shawn Michaels, exactly. Uh And then he he does the whole Goldberg stomp, and then the whole neck cut afterwards. Right? Fine. The the people's elbow, even though people like you imagine it appear in the middle of the ring, I'm like, but it it you always went to the one side, the other side, people's elbow. T- in today's game, you could be all the way over by the turnbuckle, and he will do the people's elbow run run to one side of the ropes, and they come down with the elbow. Uh-huh. That's the no mercy way, and I do not like that way. I'd rather you preset the move, like when Shawn Michaels does a super kick night. Now, granted. I don't mind his super kick now in 2K games, but 
even when he did the, did the little smirk dancer with it afterwards, I was. <laughs> nah, I don't like. I like the one where he. Used to, I don't know if that's a two K. Uh, not two K. Smackdown versus Raw when he used to kick him and do the little, the little shuffle. I, I actually like that. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That, that was Smackdown versus Raw, but and also one thing I missed. Like Smack, Smackdown here comes the pain. Tyrone Magnus uh, mentioned this in one of his videos, and I had to agree with him. I like the um. The superstar stances. They don't have those uh, anymore. Yeah. Okay. Like if you're Booker yep. T and he's standing there and he, he got his head tilted to the side and he always got his head like shaking with the with the the, the hand up. Brock Lesnar's always doing the thing with his shoulders. Then mm-hmm. you, you, you had you had so you, you miss like the, the the character specific movements. Exactly. Like when you was yeah. Angle, he was always like fidget stepped like to you like he's about to tackle you down the wrestling thing. I was like, I miss those kind of things, or how Kane will always just stand there, very stoic, like Michael Myers, and have his head up. I'm like, I miss those those character specific stances. Yes, especially OP Brock Lesnar, overpowered. Exactly. You do that little shoulder thing. You don't even you do a move after you just do the shoulder thing. You get scared. Exactly. And I'm just like, but that right there is what what made it interesting because now everybody's the same. Yeah. And, and you know, so yes, this definitely got to be on the list. How can we get mad Def Jam fight for New York? I mean, I think I don't think it should be on here as a wrestling game. We're more like a fighting game to me. See, the only the reason why they put it on here as a wrestling game is because they because there were wrestling things you can do on there, and they um, uh, what was it? Uh, they had like wrestling matches on there, such as Inferno match. It, uh, if, uh, it was, it was, I forgot the match, a cage match. Like they had the wrestling matches on there, which yeah. you know, and they could do, do my knockout. So that's why they considered it, you know, a wrestling game. Like once again, I do think it's it is like a fighting game also, but the way they they were going it for, for for uh wrestling, I think it was like okay, wrestling with rappers. I have no problem with that at all. I believe this is on what Game Cube, I think, right? Well, uh, I got I got me personally, I got on Xbox and PS2. Ah, okay. Because I remember when I used to play it, it was, I had it on GameCube. Yeah. Okay. God, I didn't like GameCube at that time. Uh, <laughs> then, of course, number one is No Mercy. You, you can't... Yeah. yeah. You can't get, can't get mad at No Mercy. I just wish... I wish Day of Reckoning was up there. I yeah, do, Day of Reckoning. I do... Spider-Man vs. Raw. Spider-Man vs. Raw 2006 was up there. Yeah. And I would I would say um, if I got you know think back to it. first of all, I, it's not uh, what's the one the, the Capcom one they had up here because I don't think uh, oh yeah WCW versus NWO Revenge uh, the Saturday Night Slam matches I I really think uh, was it WWF Raw that had Mister Perfect in it. And also, the worst of the day, I think that. I, I don't know about the wrong yet. I mean, I guess. What about Shut Your Mouth? It's, see, Shut Your Mouth, the only thing is, is like, they. Here comes the pay took what Shut Your Mouth did and did it better. <laughs> yeah, okay. okay. Did, the only thing Shut Your Mouth didn't have was commentary. And I'm like, do I miss that? No. You know what I'm saying? So, but uh, yeah, no, I, I wouldn't put the Shut, Shut, Shut Your Mouth on there. I wouldn't put any of the older Smackdown games on there because we already got No Mercy on there uh, none of the ECW games on there at all because they did they did the attitude format that shit was terrible 
And WCW, OWCW only deserves one game up there in the first place. And it, it got it. But yeah, I, you know, so I'm not too mad at the list. There are just about three games me, of me personally that I would not agree, which will be me adding Day of Reckoning, SmackDown versus Raw 2006, and WCW versus NWO Revenge. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so it did. So, all right, guys. So th- th- that, that was our list. You could always post on your list of what, what you think the best matches are. But it is about that time for, we can do it in a minute, but the Wednesday night war. So let's get into it. All right, guys. So it is now time for the Wednesday night war from April Fool's Day, April 1st. 2020. So, we still have NXT taking on AEW. This is the big triple threat match for the North American Championship. And I gotta go back and look to see what was on. Oh, the AEW was talking about the championship tournament. That they're, the that TNT Championship. The, the TNT Championship. Wait, so that, that's their mid-card title, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, okay, because the AEW needs a mid-card championship in the worst way. Still don't know how I feel about the TNT name, but you know, all right. I mean, well, you know, you got you got probably do a little ass kissing. I guess everybody thought it was, was going to be the television championship, but the TNT championship just, uh, uh, just you know. Yeah, I guess if it's on television, we 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 on your network, so uh, okay. It was say so. All right, let's get into NXT here. So. NXT starts off with Velveteen Dream taking on Bobby Fish from Undisputed Era. Velveteen Dream got these nice silk purple gloves on because deep down he like, I ain't trying to get sick, y'all. So I'll put these gloves on. <laughs> I'm just saying so. But uh, and the, uh, Velveteen Dream, Bobby Fish having decent matches. Velveteen Dream's what first? No, this ain't his first big match. But I'm saying because I think his second match back, second or third. I'm say third because he had the he had the one match. With, with Roddy, and then he had the he had the cage match, so this is about his third match back. So he looked pretty good here. Dream Valley Driver onto Bobby Fish, and then uh oh, excuse me, and then pins him. I was like, oh, okay. And then um, he's let uh, Adam Cole. He's letting him, he's running on borrowed time. Don't know when they're gonna do that match because I thought that that match is I was supposed supposed to be for takeover. They might do it. Uh, the week after Chomping Gargano. Yeah, you know what? Wh- what's hurtful is that they had to break up NXT Takeover Tampa into like three weeks because the Triple Third match was supposed to get at Tampa. Velveteen Dream and Adam Cole was supposed to get at Tampa. The ladder match was supposed to get at Tampa, and we were supposed to get um, what's the other match? The, I know, the ladder the, match, the uh, tag uh, match. Uh, oh, uh, the uh, Chopper Gargano, Adam Cole's title match, the ladder match, the tag match, and then um, North American. Oh well. Yeah, because because hey, okay, yeah. because the women's championship was going to be defended at WrestleMania, so they didn't need that belt. There on that night neither so, but so it's just it's disappointing that they had to do that. So uh, next up we have Dexter Loomis versus Jake Atlas. Yo, I don't know about you, but I'm in the Dexter Loomis. Mm, I hear to win me over again. Like I like people that have 
characters. You know, and he, he, <laughs> okay. No, no. I, he was at TNA. His character, I, his character kind of uh, threw me off of him. Wait, wait, okay, okay. Who was he in TNA? His name was Samuel Shaw. Oh my God, that's Samuel Shaw. I knew, I knew him. <laughs> I knew, I knew that freak from. Yo, his character, his character was basically he was a pervert. Like, he, he was a he was a basically he was a full pervert. <laughs> He was, he was a peeping time. He was yeah. a peeping Tom, and I was like, "But here's the thing: he got that 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 creep look. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. when, he, when he was he doing was the a, look, he was a tool of advantage. so when he was doing that look, I was like, I know that look from somewhere. I just don't know where I seen it from because when he was when he was Samuel Shaw, he didn't have the blonde hair or that mustache. No, nah, he just he just I think he had like a straight. Not like he had the, the weird mustache, the, the bushy mustache, I think. Yeah, the, the, the porn mustache, but he didn't have that blonde hair, though. No, nah, it, it was like black. Yeah, but he has that very creepy, very, you know, like, sadistic, like, why, like I'm uncomfortable look. And I like I like that yeah. in the character. So, and the name Dexter Loomis, I'm just like, okay, so they obviously built him as a creep. So, but I was like, I, and then I'm like, cause he always wear them gloves. I'm like, where do I know this guy from? Thank you, Prophet. I was like, that's Samuel Shaw. Okay, that makes sense. I, I remember Samuel Shaw a little bit too well. Uh, so next up, we have a six person gauntlet match to see who is going to uh, be the last spot in the ladder match for the, the number one contenders ladder match for the NXT Women's Championship. So we start out. Of the match with Sazi, uh, was it Sazi Blackheart? And um, oh, God, who was she? Who was she in there with at, at the start? Sonya Lee. No, she was Diana Perrazzo. So <laughs> uh, they have a match. Uh, she beats Diana Perrazzo. I'm tired of my girl losing, man. Yeah, well, yeah, she began ass with all all the live long day. Zia Lee is up next, and then. Zazie Blackheart gets past Zia Lee with the top rope senton. Then Aaliyah's out. I'm like, well, I know she getting past Aaliyah. So, uh, uh, she beats Aaliyah, and then the final place... Are they, are, is her and Vanessa Bourne out of tag team no more? I thought it was building them to be like well, a women tag team in NXT. Well, Vanessa Bourne didn't come out with her this time, so I'm guessing guess not. not. So... Uh, her and Leah, you know, Aaliyah has got has improved since I remember when Aaliyah was just trying. Remember back when they had that NXT show on uh, the network breakdown, break something like that. I forgot what it was called. This is back in 2015. So, uh, okay. yeah, I remember when Aaliyah was back there, just you know, just just trying to make it being on TV. Well, she was Liv Morgan. Yeah, oh, yeah, exactly. But Liv Morgan still better. Uh, but Aaliyah gets beat here, so Sazi like she about to do this whole thing. And here come Dakota Kai. And I'm like, oh, yep. damn, here come Dakota. So uh, they, they have a decent matchup. Um, what's the, what's the, what's the, God, um, you know her name I'm talking about. The one that be with Dakota Kai. Raquel uh, yeah. Gonzalez. Yeah, Raquel Gonzalez. So they on the outside. She does her sizey dive through the ropes and everything like that. But then uh, Dakota Kai uh, hits her with a face, uh, this is with that face wash. And then there it is. And Dakota Kai is in the ladder match with Chelsea Green, me and Yim, Which, you know. 
Tegan Knox and I, Candice LeRae. I knew that was gonna happen, but you know, because Tegan Knox is in the match, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So when when I thought she was gonna make it the first place, but whoever she she saw Mia Yim, so Mia Yim made it. So then I knew somehow she was gonna have to be involved in the match anyway. Exactly. Because Tegan Knox made it. If Tegan Knox didn't make it, then I it would have made sense. But I was I was really rooting for Versace Blackheart. I really was. Um. I'm so sure she'll get her opportunity eventually. You're right. Kashida takes on, uh, what was it? Joaquin Wild. Yeah, unfortunately. I, I, I don't get this kid, but, oh, so, uh, nothing really much special here other than, I mean, they have a decent match, but Kashida, uh, wins the matchup here. And, uh, he was, uh. Kashida matches just feel like, just matches. Like, they don't he, even, like, they just don't special anymore. There. Yeah, it, it, it and really they always to build him up during his debut, and then like he gets here now, he's just a regular person. You know, who he remind me of <laughs> Hadeo with Tommy. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Who you always want to say? I, I, I don't know. <laughs> <clears throat> I was, I was kind of getting worried for a second. Mm. He reminds me of Hadeo with Tommy, where Kenta made so much uh, news everywhere. And I'm just like, well, then all of a sudden he comes to NXT and he, he keeps he's injury prone. He doesn't do much. Yeah, since he's been uh, in New Japan, he hasn't been injured, and he's up to win both the main titles. So he might. He might. Main event time is Keith Lee taking on Dominic <laughs> Dajakovic. We don't have Arvinado <laughs> there and uh, Damian Priest. Who is on commentary? With, with Sam with, Roberts. That's what unfortunately. It is. I don't not like Sam Roberts at all. Unfortunately. Sam Roberts is on commentary with um, Nigel McGinnis, right? I thought it was Tom Phillips. The Tom Phillips. Probably Tom Phillips. Because I, I know Beth ain't going to be there. I know Mario ain't going to be there. So, yeah. I was just like, Sam Roberts. Ugh. I would have rather them had Pat McAfee again. Mm. He was on SmackDown one time. He did. I thought he did good. Okay, yeah. Well. Not to say this time. So, uh, match is really good. Big physical horse fight, and they're doing so that they shouldn't be doing in triple threat matches, such as uh, Dami Dajakovic doing a spiral tap, doing a, doing a course through moonsault <laughs> to, to, to Keith Lee on the ground. Uh, there was a, a spot, you know, where. Damian Priest has Dominic Dajakovic up in the razor's edge, tosses him outside to Keith Lee, then dives over the top rope to knock both of them down. And uh, yeah, man, this match is crazy. It was they had Keith uh, Dajakovic had Keith Lee up on his shoulders, and Damian Priest did a Doomsday device that uh, we did a, a spin heel kick from the top rope. Top rope. I'm like, what is going on with these guys? But they are. They got a death wish coming. Because... Nah, I mean, hey. They put on good matches, though. Oh, they do put on good matches, I'm saying, but... And they... I don't know. I guess they do it the safe way. Like, they safe with it. Uh-huh. So, I guess that's why they keep... That they're still able to keep doing it. Yeah. Uh, then we we, we get uh, a spirit bomb on Dan Priest. He kicks out. He goes. The ring gets his nightstick. I don't know why that's a thing. But he, <laughs> he gets his nightstick to try to use it on... Dajakovic, he he takes him up. 
to put him in the Fisha eyes, and then Lee uh, goes. Well, but he does give him a double choke slam later. I like that. But he gives him a big bang catastrophe to re- uh, retain. I don't know how they let him keep that name. Oh my god! Yeah, the big bang catastrophe. I'm like, okay. Well, hey, well, he got it. He retains, and Keith Lee remains your North American champion. So there is rumor that they're going to be trades, and they're shaking up, they're shaking up the roster. So I'm curious to see. Who's going to be coming out of NXT to be getting like a second chance or something? So I'm really, uh, I'm really curious about who that. Who could they have to defeat Keith Lee? Put Dolph Ziggler down there. Put Apollo Crews down there. Put uh, the people down uh, there. Come on now, you and this Dolph Ziggler. All right, man. Yo, man, I'm not. I'm not giving up. On my, my, my man had his first singles WrestleMania match. All right, I ain't want to hear it. After how many years? Twelve. Uh, <laughs> don't be hating on Dolph, man. Uh, just to be honest, Kofi is the same way. So, Co- damn, you you say Kofi on Dolph level? No, he not on Dolph level. But when Kofi was there twelve years and haven't had a singles match until last year. No, this Kofi had a sing. Kofi's first WrestleMania was twenty five. So he okay. So twenty five. He didn't have they a- all been Money in the Bank ladder matches and tag matches. Fair. And yeah. but he he but Kofi been on all the main shows though. Dolph is yeah. pre shows and battle royal stuff like that. So yeah, so uh Oh no, I'm like Kofi did do one one of the pre shows at WrestleMania thirty one. So but uh okay That was a good match though. It was. There's, it was the New Day, Usos, the Kid and Cesaro and uh I think the Luchadors. Uh, oh yeah. I, yeah, I, yeah, I, no, uh what did Sin Car and Kalisa used to call themselves? The Lucha Dragons. The Lucha Dragons? Yeah. That I don't think a, that was it. They was in that one. They was in the other one, the latter match. Okay, well, it, it was it was one it was one of teams that aren't around anymore. So that's pretty that's pretty good. Uh, time for AEW Dynamite, which uh, yeah, as Tony Schiavone and Amer- and the American Nightmare Cody Rose with his dog Pharaoh. <laughs> well, they just announced that next week. Uh, this week coming up, it'll be Cody and uh, Jericho doing commentary, so that'll be interesting. Cody and Jericho doing commentary. I mean, not Cody, Tony and Jericho. My bad. Yeah, but I say Cody and Jericho can't even get along, so <laughs> that's, that's not going to be a good one. So I did. I periodically seen AEW, so I did not see all of Dynamite. So okay, okay. So I hope you did see most of it. Uh, yes, I did. All right, so they, they, they revealed the match for the championship uh, tournament bracket. Super bad. Kip Sabian takes on the natural. He, he went back to the name Dustin Rhodes. Uh, there you got uh, the Murder Hawk Monster Lance Archer versus Boom Boom Cocabana. <laughs> tournament begins next week. So, but we we start off with Kenny Omega taking on Trent. Why? Mm-hmm. Yep, Trent. I mean, honestly, I thought it was a solid match. I can't, I can't even complain. It went on too long, I would say. But other than that, I thought it was. Yeah, it, I'm sorry, it went on too. It, it went on too long for Kenny Omega to be selling for Trent. I'm, I'm not, a, I'm not into the best friends at all. And ha- I'm like, why is Trent even in this matchup right now? But Trent is the guy that they. Trent is a singles guy that they use. I don't know why they do it, but he's a tag team wrestler that they use to put other people over, basically. I guess so. So, so it's like he's, he's not even face or heel; he's just like neutral. 
I did like the deadlift German suplex on the on the floor though. So yeah, yeah, that was good. But uh, Kenny Omega hits the one ring angel. Trent is uh um is out. So they they show mutual respect. I'm just like, but why? Uh, we got y- your girl. Huh? Oh, hold on, hold on. Aku Aku Close. Close. Damn it. Hakara Shida. Hakara I'm gonna get this one week. One week. I'm gonna get this thing, man. And Anna J. So, uh, Shida very dominant. She's the number one ranked woman. Anna J. Alright. Yeah, she's the number Anna one. Anna J. Huh? I said Anna J. That's the first time I seen her. Ain't gonna be the last. Oh, is it okay? Well, all right. Uh, she, uh, Shida's number one ranked woman in AEW. Yep. I thought it was gonna put push Chris Statlander but I guess with the stuff that's going on she's not able to make it so they more pushing Hakara Shida yeah so uh, she hits like the, the Falcons arrow on her and picks up the win for the matchup so uh, yep. <clears throat> that was good there uh, video package up with the tension between the big hurt Jake Hager and John Moxley and I'm like, okay, so are we doing a are we doing a, a, a Ambrose and Swagger thing right now? <laughs> yeah, I guess they just need some something to pass the time. It they do in two weeks on Dynamite. Tune in for Hagger against Moxley in an empty arena. Which oh, I didn't know that was a thing. I'm playing empty arena, no holds barred match for the AEW World Championship. Wow, Mitch, is that is that uh, also coincidentally the same day as another empty arena match or? What's the other empty arena match? Gargano and Ciampa. Oh, snap. Is that not the same week? Two weeks, two weeks. I thought that was next, I thought that was next week, isn't it? Maybe. Maybe I think think Gargano and Ciampa is next week, along with the ladder match. And this one's probably going to be the week, it's the week after that, if it's talking about two. Okay, okay. It, I, thought it was, I thought it was having them the same week. Okay. I'm about to say, damn, that would be something. Which empty arena match you going to watch? It's like, so that shows that they can go all over the arena and Brawl have a hardcore match. I would love to see Hager get his ass whooped. So. Yeah, because Hager needs a, walk, a walking Brawl match rather than an actual wrestling match. Exactly. So, it'll work in his favor, too. Exactly. Uh, Boom Boom Banner joins Tony Schiavone on commentary table <laughs> as we're getting ready for Lance Archer... Taking on Marco Stunt. Why? <laughs> he owned the shit out of this kid. You know how many people was hating on this? How many? There's a lot of people hating because, like, they were like, it's not fair that this big guy gets to wrestle this little guy. I was like, that's the point. Yeah. Because so you can hate him. So I was like, so, some people was like, did you not hate that he did that? Did you not hate how that's not unfair? And it was like, well, no, I didn't. Well, that's I think that's the point, right? Mm-hmm. Then the rest of the smallest guy possible, and just basically just destroy him so he can feel sympathy. I mean, I thought that's how they tried to do it. As. Yeah. Uh. So, but <laughs> oh, he, he, he 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 got he got murdered in this match. <laughs> uh. And then uh he he t- Lance Archer picks up the win. Yeah. And, and then uh, after the match. <laughs> After the 
the match is people it's like Billy Gunn and his son in the crowd and he just chokes up from the ring to the, to the uh, crowd dude to the crowd I'm like yo <laughs> even though there, there's no audience the space from the ring to the back to the eight to the crowd is about a, a good seven to eight ten feet I'm surprised seeing Spike Dudley throw him and just chokes up oh yeah oh yeah he fell around his head oh I would, I would have. No, I'm talking. About, I would have like military pressed him and, and did it. Oh, 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 yeah, oh yeah. Talks like seven rows back. Because yeah. he knew if he did that, they they, they would have caught him. He got tossed to the front row, in front oh, row. Oh, and then he go to you. I never seen a wrestler handle like that. I'm like, have you not met Spike Dudley? <laughs> um, video package of Brody Lee and Dark Order played. Yeah, the conference This table. one was better than last week, but it was still weird. It still felt like a Vince McMahon uh, jab. It is. He ordered the members of the Dark Order to refer to him as Mr. Brody. And, the, and one of the Dark Order minions it was called Yawning. Don't you ever yawn in front of me again? It shows weakness. <laughs> and here, here, here's the thing I really, really want him to get over it. Yeah. And because. I always I used to call TNA the the land of the pissed off WWE guys. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. And then when when you're done being pissed off, you go back home. That's how it always mm-hmm. is. And I'm like, but when you pissed off, you make yourself look worse. Like, look, Alberto Del Rio, Drew uh, Drew McIntyre, you know, even Booker T. At one point, when it was all over at WWE. And they got pissed off and they left because they were just angry. They come over to these other promotions and they keep talking and keep referencing WWE. And I'm just like, him doing this Vince McMahon thing is showing. I'm like, okay, I get it. First, the sneezing thing, I get it. But the yawning thing, because Vince don't like yawning either. And I'm just like, oh, so we going, you turning your whole thing into a Vince McMahon character? You shouldn't do that. You should be there for Dark yeah. Order do your thing and keep it moving. It's so weird because it's, it's like when he how can I put this? When he gets there and they have matches, he like gets mad when they lose, but it's like nothing for them. They did nothing. He did nothing to help them win yet. Yeah. So like they was like he they they recruit jobbers and then they, when they lose, he gets mad. It's like you got to at least train them or show the montage of y'all working or you know, working together to be better or something. You can't just recruit jobbers and get mad because jobbers lose only because you're in charge. You're right. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Absolutely right. Now, I, I didn't. I didn't understand that one. So, uh, the Dark Order versus the Natural Nightmares. I don't know if I like this name either, but it's <laughs> Dustin Rhodes and QT Marshall with Brandy Rose. So. They have they have a match. The, the match is forgivable, forgettable because I don't like QT Marshall, so yeah. I'm not I'm not a, I'm not a big uh, fan of him. Apple. And, and I'm not a fan, I'm not a fan of uh, White Carlito, and I'm not a fan of the Dark Order. I don't even care they got Brody Lee, and now he's trying to be Vince. I definitely not a fan of the Dark Order now. How? Hey, hey, Christopher Daniels, can, can you tell? Can, can you say it for me? Dark Order sucks. <laughs> That's funny. They um, didn't have no names. They just they were just eight and nine. Exactly. But uh, the 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 natural 
Nightmares. The natural, I can't, God. The natural nightmares uh, got the win of Over Dark Water. Exalted One, Brody Lee, comes out and he gives a wicked power bomb, it says, to number eight and number nine. Yep. One of them. One of them. So, hashtag join Dark Order. Hashtag Dark Order sucks. So, we got a Chris Jericho video package. And then, oh, this is great. Okay, now, I missed the video package. What was, oh, my God. So, I, I know out of all the things I saw, what happened to the video package? He's in the pool again, right? And um, he pours a bottle of champagne, of champagne in the glass. And he puts the glass to the side and drinks out the bottle. And then <laughs> he just... <laughs> the, the, first of all, the promo he's saying, he was like, um, today we, it's an April Fool's Day. Today we celebrate the elite. Just like Martin Luther King Day and all these other days. This day of fools celebrates the elite because they're all fools. Um, <laughs> <laughs> then while he's talking, Vanguard One is like coming behind him, and it's uh, from his pool or whatever. So he sees Vanguard One, tries to get him to join the inner circle. Still, mm. he uh, <laughs> he gives him a baby inner circle shirt and hangs it up on his little on his little uh, thing, hangs it up on his rack, and then. Uh, Vanguard flies away so Jericho says you know what release the hounds and then all his little dogs come out and then try to get Vanguard and the dogs <laughs> chase the Vanguard yes yes mm. but they're not like they're not like Rottweilers or any pit bulls they're like small Yorkies or something mm. <laughs> it's, uh, I, I feel like that's something you gotta watch that's like some of the hokiness of Jericho and, and Matt Hardy so I kinda I kinda like it I got you that way yeah so I know you gotta go back and, and, check, and check that one. Uh, uh, then we get uh, an update on Nick Jackson from the Young Bucks. We'll see how he's doing. He's not doing. He's not ready yet, but he's in ring shape, so he's back in the ring training. Yeah, doing some drill stuff. They are really gonna stretch this out until they're able to have that uh, <laughs> War Games match, aren't they? This is basically a high rich RB segment. Yeah. How rich are we? I bought a uh, I bought a ring to your house and put it on the basketball court. That's how rich we are. Something like that. Something. Yeah. That's yeah. Like, yeah, it's crazy. Uh main event time, the American Nightmare, Cody with his wife Brandy Rose and Darby Allen take on the Spanish guy, Sammy Guevara and Sean Spears. Sean Spears? I refuse yeah. to call him the chairman. Uh the Sean Spears. <laughs> now nah, this this uh this match was it was a regular match, I feel like. Uh, it was basically a get heat, get um, a hot tag type of match where you get beat up and then you, you give the hot tag to Darby and then he gets beat up and get a hot tag to Cody. That was basically it. Mm. Um, and who won the during match? During the match, though, Sean Spears and Sammy Guevara was like, they was making bets on who can hold Cody up for the longest uh-huh. in the suplex. So one went like 30 seconds, one went like 35 seconds. So they just kept doing that back and forth. Uh-huh. But, um, yeah, no, nah, it was, uh, <laughs> they threw Cody over the barricade and all the heels beat him up. And I was watching on the outside. They all beat him up. I think yeah. Britt Becker would start hitting him with a heel or her shoe or something. And then, yeah, I, they ended up losing. I forget how. I think it's our roll-up. Okay, all, right, all that I know. Uh, did, did Darby get a coffin drop in this match? I don't think so. Okay. I, yes, he did. He did. He did. Well, it was like, 
It was like from the top of the building. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jesus. So he like climbed on his pole, climbed all the way up, and then just fell. Like Gronk did at WrestleMania. Oh, gotcha. Just fell. So yeah, it was just like that. Uh, Sean Spears gets pinned with the roller, and then uh, Cody and Darby Allen had some uh, being frustrated, and Dar- I heard that Dar- uh, Darby Allen hit Cody. Yep, he hits Cody. A lot of people were just like, "Oh, he's turning heel." I was like, "I don't think Darby's turning heel. He's just mad." Like people mm-hmm. get mad because they lose. Mm-hmm. And Cody ain't his tag team partner, nothing. So I don't know if that's a heel turn. He's just mad because he lost. I agree. Yeah, that's well, all she wrote for Eda. Yep, and that is the Wednesday Night War for this week. So, in your opinion, who went, who won this week? Uh, I mean, neither show was really like stand out to me personally. Yeah, I know it's gonna be like that for a minute, but yeah. But I would probably I would probably say NXT because of the main event match and the women's gauntlet kept my attention. I was gonna say that NXT as well. I had to go back and see the Jericho stuff. Cause I know it was good because it's Jericho. So, yep. well, everything else was not was not entertaining me. So, NXT gets to win this week. But you guys can always talk, you know, talk about yourselves. Email us at therealnerdcoalition at gmail dot com or post that in the comments below. All right, guys. So we about to get out of here now as we finish up the podcast. We appreciate you guys joining us. We appreciate you guys joining us for WrestleMania week and all that stuff like that. Next week we'll come back and talk about our fantasy points and how it just ruined me and talk about uh, I earned a hundred points. Yeah, lucky you. Uh, talk about uh, the main event, which I hope is better than the Big Show show. Which, nah, please. Yeah, please, please. So, I don't know because I like I like the fact that the Big Show show they call him, they say wrestler while yeah. in the commercial for the main event he said look he wants to yeah. be a WWE, WWE superstar. superstar. Yeah, stop it, bro. <laughs> no, that, that's the, the we we not doing that. But uh, yeah, so make sure you guys you guys check out spacesphilly.com dot com. we're a part of. Check out the great content they have over there. Lulu and Pop, Lulu and Pop horror show, both sides, Mark and Dark, and check out our great content on there as well. The No Gimme See the Wrestling Podcast. Turn to Hip Hop Culture and Beyond, the Gas and Talk Podcast, and Drop the Sober Tongue along with Balls Lounge Podcast. Check us out on all the uh, Google, well, basically Google Play also, but all the your podcast needs, such as Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, Stitcher, uh, SoundCloud, and no, not no, we're not SoundCloud no more, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. To check us out on YouTube Premium as well, but if you have Google Play, you already have YouTube Premium. So that's it, prime time. Thanks for rocking it out with me once again. Every, no problem. Every do every week. So once again, uh, make sure you guys check out the Prime Sasha podcast. Yep. As well has. as follow me on Twitter and Instagram at KVNG Prime Time. Exactly. Yeah. Got more stuff coming. God, we got more, more stuff coming, and like I said, we're going to take the time to do more WWE Network reviews and stuff like that. Since you know, wrestling's going to be getting very thin. Within the next month or so, so you know we, we we gotta you know keep ourselves together, keep ourselves entertained. So once again, this is NC a place to be church member saying me to my co-hosts that aren't here, the uh, the man with reality, Q Flow for the rookie, and the gracious lady sketch, and my co-host who's here now, not Deion Sands for prime time. All right, y'all. All right, and the ner- Q Flow wherever you're at, man. I know we're doing the social distancing, but take us out.
orgasm to your ears, welcome to the show We don't need any gimmicks, you already know So sit back, relax, and hit the like button Go and share with your friends and keep the likes coming Swag on trivia and prompts top five Either way it's fun and you're hearing it live Join with your host, Mr. A&E Yeah, you know it's the place to be, it's NC Redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.